0: This is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Alright, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's
1: up. Big Kenny Omega fans, that's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm your host, James Boyd. And with me, I have Rich Lotto. What's going on, man? Not much, man, just uh
0: watch a bunch of stuff, listen to a bunch of music,
1: and um you know, just you know trying to try to be, stay black and not die out here, so you know, yeah, um, I think you can do one very well, the other ones can be hard at times, uh, so I'm assuming that you listen to a bunch of music uh recently in preparation for. Uh, this project I asked you to to take take <laughs> take upon your uh, duty, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah okay. Sir. So, uh, on was it Wednesday? Was it last Wednesday?
0: I think so. It was
1: one of yeah. the days. Last Wednesday, uh, Billy Eilish got herself put on Twitter for like a whole day because she, I guess it was quotes from Vogue, where uh, she basically um, made a or was making trying to make a point a a, a point that's been like. A, this is not some maverick Marvel idea. This is something that's been taught about for like literally decades in rap about people lying in their raps and whatnot. And, uh, it, it, it brought to attention. Literally, because, Pull up
0: rappers delight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I thought it was just like, people were really upset about it. And for me, just like, this is a young person. They thought she was really making a, you know, Really thought she had an idea that wasn't something that's like well traversed territory. Um, so I just took it as like she just thought and she has some maverick idea that, like, and she hasn't been around long enough on this earth to realize that, like, people have been talking about this since before she's even born, and it is yeah. what it
0: is. It, so, and we, and I really don't give a fuck to hear that from her. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's not <another laughs> one. People got really upset with her because it's like, you know, your aesthetics, uh, some of your music pulls from uh rap music and then you want to shit on it and then it's like there then you throw in like the long history of pop acts taking stuff from rap and using it to further their careers and you know for, for their benefit and not like you know putting in you know what they took out so um I didn't want to get into the seriousness of that, but I wanted to talk about like the fun part of that, which is like what are some of your favorite lies in the history of rap music? So, uh, me yes. and Rich have uh talked about this and we said like come up with your some of your like your five favorite lies. You could have went a little longer, but it would it was I think the thing is uh you go through so much music that you want to find like perfect lies, not like oh, you know, you sold so much cocaine. It's like, yeah. nah. I want you want one that's like, nah. We're not even gonna have a dispute about whether that's embellishment. We're just gonna be like, that. No, that's absurd, sir. That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Richard, you like to go first? Sure.
0: Every single Takashi Six Nine song in existence.
1: <laughs>
0: Let's start there.
1: Okay. Sure.
0: I don't have any lyrics prepared, but as you can see, uh, with with this young man and you know everything he, he's done since, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was all
1: cap. Oh man. Okay, so <laughs> okay, so for me, I'm gonna start with something real light. I'm something real light. Drake on life is good from recently. This man said, "I ain't did my taxes. I'm too turned up." Oh yeah, you ain't did your taxes. <laughs> <laughs> you, you ain't did your taxes Yet you're in this country Look man I can tell you this right now You will not be in this country as a minority If you're not paying your taxes sir I can guarantee you that So uh Rich you can you Go ahead
0: Okay my next one comes from the game Um the rapper, of the game Of course from the west coast He said I woke up out in coma 2001 About the same time Dre dropped 2001 that album came out in,
1: in 1999. 1999. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. What are you saying? Oh, boy. <laughs> and it made me think of the, the 150 Cent disc record. He says, remember when you said you woke up out in the coma 2001? Well, your brother says you were never in a coma. You know what, boy? <laughs> <laughs> oh Oh, okay. Your brother says you were never in a gang. Right. He Oh my god. Like fifty is one of the all time promos and he's never wrestled. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like TI's like that too. He's like, dude, who has better promos than fifty Cent or T I in the records? No one. No one. Not even Flair. <laughs> okay. So uh Jim
0: Jones underrated as well. Ooh. They used to they used to throw him on at the end talking about yeah. like, he'll smack the Koofy off
1: Nas's head. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Um underrated for his day okay number four for me jay-z nigga please i've been around the world i damn near beat jordan and around the world nigga you expect me to believe. You beat Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Y- you, Sean Corey Carter, beat Michael Jeffrey, or almost beat Michael Jeffrey Jordan in a game of shooting. I don't hey, get, no look, was this the 80s when he couldn't hit the side of a barn? Or was this, was this?
0: Look, <laughs> What was Michael Jordan blindfolded? During this, you know, shooting game.
1: First off, knowing what we know about Michael Jordan, he don't give a good goddamn about you rapper guy in 2002. I don't give a damn if you were damn near the greatest rapper all the time at that point in time. What what do you want? Tickets? <laughs> what do you want from me? Look,
0: was Michael Jordan shooting with a football? Is that how you beat him? <laughs>
1: or nearly beat him? This, another one. Does New York product... Sean, Corey Carter seem like somebody that has a jump shot. Have you ever <laughs> seen anybody from New York City with a jumper ever in life?
0: What's up to Brooklyn Ike? I know, I know he he's uh, probably laughing right now. Look, uh, no
1: disrespect, but y'all always talk about how none of y'all got jumpers because y'all out there in that shitty weather trying to play in hoop. So... We got this one lone guy that, that has his jumper, but he never made it to the league, huh? He decided never to sell tried. dope and rap instead, right? Never tried. Hidden talent. Okay. Who knew? Yeah. Oh,
0: my next one. On the game's album. Uh <laughs> want song do called- it <laughs> Yeah. Well, no, not the game. Oh, okay. So oh, on the game's album, uh, the documentary has a song called "Higher." And then Dr. Dre randomly pops on the song at the end of one of the verses, and he he, he says four words: "Watch out for detox."
1: <laughs> we still watching, bitch. we are
0: still watching.
1: <laughs> yeah, Is, was year fifteen now?
0: Oh, yeah, you yeah. know, y'all love well, it. Y'all y'all ever see detox? Let me know.
1: When did Straight Outta Compton come out? Compton came out with 2016, right?
0: 2015.
1: He's dropped the album since then. We're never getting detoxed. Ever. Ever. Yeah. Ever. Also, shout out to Dre I, like, Dude. I think that might be one of the best mixed albums I've ever heard in this era. Mm. Uh that Compton album. Jesus Christ. What incredible. Them dudes did that. And it look, it couldn't have just been them headphones either. Uh okay, so. Number three for me. Rick Ross Hustlin. Now, <laughs> Rick Ross is one of the all-time cappers, but, and I really could have picked anything off of Port of Miami, and I especially could pick pretty much any lyric off of a, uh, um, off the first verse of Hustling, but for this man to get on this mic and say, "I know Noriega, the real Noriega, he owes me a hundred favors," look here, Officer Ricky, <laughs> look at here, no uh, sir, no, nope. I don't Neither. know how it split. Nobody nobody blinked twice, James. Rick Ross is one of the all-time workers. And by saying by saying he's a worker, the fact that his gimmick was another famous Coke dealers, Unbelievable. And he took it. And this dude faked it all the way to the top. This dude, I don't think he ever had a top 10 Billboard single. And this man became one of the heavy hitters in hip-hop. A first-ballot rap Hall of Famer while also having having a former career in the past being a correctional officer. Right. I don't know how do you fake fake it that much to the top. I really don't. It was mind-boggling when All it was time happening in nothing. the mid-2000s. It was mind-boggling when it happened in, um, in the 2010s when he dropped uh, Teflon Don, a classic, while lying through his teeth left and right to everyone. Became a legend in, in some circles. Yes. Unbelievable. Congratulations. Who knew? And I, I feel weird about it. Like, congratulations, (laughs) you fucking liar. Go go ahead, Rich.
0: My next one uh, comes from Lloyd Banks of G-Unit, one of my favorite rappers. One time, Lloyd Banks in freestyle, I believe it was on a Snoop Dogg beat. Lloyd Banks said, Banks got a gun that'll back down the Navy. (laughs) What? (laughs) Those of y'all that know, know. How absurd if Lloyd Benz had a gun that would back down the Navy, I'm pretty sure he would have to use it because they'd be coming to get it from him.
1: Yes, yes. Yeah, like, uh, I don't know how if he understands how uh, the U.S. government and the Navy operates, but, like, they are definitely bomb-first types. Right? <laughs> so, <laughs> look, they, look, they be one on people that try to accumulate something that can back down the Navy. <laughs> like, oh no, 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 no. Yes. Uh,
0: yes. it's all the freestyle. Uh, it's an old Snoop Dogg song. I just re- remember it.
1: Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, that's number two, right? Yep, That was my number two. Okay. Number two is a song in lyrics that are so vile that I cannot repeat. I am only going to give you the name of the uh, artist, and I am because it's a group. And then I'm going to give you the name of the song, and I will allude to certain things, but I'm not going to repeat what was the actual lyrics. You going to have to go to the Rap Genius or whatever else yourself. Um, this the first time I ever heard UGK. I think was '96, right? That was when Ryan Dirty came out. If i correctly, if I remember correctly, maybe '95. I can't remember. But before riding dirty, they had an extensive uh, career. Obviously, you know everyone knows "Pocket Full of Stones" or in front, back, side to side. But there was also a song from I believe 1988. Oh my God, he's about to do it! <laughs> called "Pregnant Pussy." Um, I had never heard of his song until like 2011, 2012. Um, there is a hook on that song that is vile, and wretched, and anatomically impossible. <laughs> Feel free to Google it. Drop, you know, tweet at me. Um, we'll, we can discuss, but I'm not gonna discuss it. The rest of it here. That's for yeah. the rest of y'all to listen to. Can't do it, it. it. Yes, it is Can't just it. unbelievable. Can't do it. Unbelievable.
0: Can't do it. Can't do it. So, for my number one, can, can you
1: can you believe that they're making something like that in '88, and then like you know, like Bun B is like one of the great rap ambassadors of this era.
0: Yes, a like, a, a, a grandfatherly like figure of rap at like, this point. Like it,
1: yeah, that's that's like you, I you know I always like affectionately called him Uncle Chad or Uncle Bun. Like, nah, bro. Like that sounds like what was y'all doing? What was y'all thinking? Right? Like when? What? Like what? What? What made you use that line? Yes, you know, definitely yes. yeah. flex. Why, why? 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 Why would you? Why would you? Yes, yes. So go yes. ahead, Rich. You're number one. So
0: my my number one lie. I'm the realest nigga in it. You already know. <laughs> Got a Trap of the Year four times in a row from young Jeezy. One, where are the trophies? <laughs> Two What award show or organization was giving this award out?
1: I'm assuming it's like the same uh Chicago uh like organization that was giving out Playhead of the Year in the Chappelle show skits.
0: See, see. Who else was in the nominations for Trapper of the Year? Who has this documented besides Jeezy? Uh,
1: I mean, I guess the dudes like Gold Mouth and Big Meach, and, you know, the BMF dudes that was behind bars.
0: Why haven't we continued to know who Trapper of the Year was after this and who Trapper of the Year was before this? Is it like the, the Heisman ceremony where, like, the <laughs> 1981 Trapper of the Year shows up and all the previous winners have votes? Like, is, is that how this works, James? So, so, are you asking, is there also
1: regional voting?
0: Correct. <laughs> are there bias? <laughs> you know, is a degree of difficulty? It's more difficult to do it in one region of the country. Yeah. Like, where, like, how is does there it a, work?
1: Is there an East Coast bias for Trapper of the Year? Oh, yeah. Like,
0: like, what is this?
1: Oh, you know. my gosh. <laughs> oh, this is great. Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Don't you just love when you be like, hey man, how does this shit work out logistically? Like, we, like I'm trying to figure this out, bro. Run this, help, help me figure this out for you. Yes. For me, really. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. That was it. Okay. Uh, okay, so number one for me, it, this is such a tremendous lie that me and Rich wanted to make sure, or I wanted to make sure that we didn't have the same outrageous lie on here. So... I start saying "Is Artist X on your on your list. Artist X on your list. And we came across this one and he said, Yes. Then we said, which song is it? It's the same song. So I was like, I know what song you're coming up with. I know exactly what lines you're using. You cannot use this one, Rich. This is mine. The reason why I even came up with this idea was because specifically because of this these lyrics. Okay. So you have Birdman from Either 2000 or 2001 had a song called Number One Stunner. This song is so outrageous that the second verse, at the end of the second verse, he says, "I like to." F- <laughs> <laughs> I can't even get out straight. It's as ridiculously disgusting as the the lyrics of uh, "Pray to Pussy" by UGK. He he breaks out. Uh, I like to fuck him in the ass while Wayne beats up the pussy. Okay. First off, (laughs) it is 2001 or 2000, period. How old? Wayne was was born, what, 82?
0: Yeah, Lil Wayne was, I don't don't know if he was 18 yet. He
1: was doing, so he is saying that he was doing DPs with groupies when Wayne had just turned 18.
0: And how long had the Hot Boys been out and all that before that?
1: Ooh, uh, uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) yes uh look um if it's consensual i guess however um that is the, very game very forward. very very strange um but let's move it on we're gonna get to the actual lie not just the yeah the very disturbing truth he told on himself that could have laid him in prison potentially anyway this man at the end of the song just goes into full out he blacks out He says, now, it's plain and simple, nigga. (laughs) I ain't met a nigga yet that can fuck with the cash money hot boys with these cars, nigga. You see that Monte Carlo that's hot and on fire? Basically, he goes on to say he got that bitch on dubs. He got a new 2000. He got the G-Wagon on dubs. He got that new vehicle with Frog Eyes and that bitch on dubs. All our cars are on dubs. He says... Yeah, we all drive bitlies on Doves. I'm trying to put platinum eyebrows on these hoes. I just bought me a platinum football field, nigga. You understand? Don't fuck with me with these cars. Okay. (laughs) This man said that he has a platinum football field, Rich. What the? How does that work? How? Explain to me. What type of shoes do you wear on the platinum football field to not mess up the platinum? I don't know. You,
0: I, I don't know. How big is it? A standard size football field? Is it like a mini size is, platinum? Is, football field? Is it like field? University
1: of Miami's indoor practice facility that's sixty five yards in length? Period. Yeah. It's one yeah. of them? Yeah. <laughs> look, yeah. look, niggas go to Miami look, niggas go to Miami for Super Bowl. They can't even practice in Miami's uh, football indoor facility because it's too small. Unbelievable.
0: <laughs> the it, like the,
1: the platinum football
0: field. Unbelievable.
1: Like. What he said was so ridiculous that you forget the line he said before that was, he's trying to put platinum eyebrows on these hoes. How does that work either? <laughs> they have to go get surgery. What? And, and implant the platinum. I
0: Unbelievable.
1: Yeah, man. Like, this, just outrageous. He's one of the all-time cappers. <laughs> While being stinky, filth, and rich because he robs so many dudes out of their money.
0: Yes, they crook. Yes. Unbelievable. So um, th- those are some some of our favorite lies. Yeah. Uh
1: you know. Is that the end of the show? <laughs> I, I mean shit. <laughs> <laughs> this gonna end up on the best of. Absolutely. There's not a there's not a chance this ain't going end on the on the best of twenty twenty. Not a chance it won't end up on there.
0: Oh, Unbelievable. Okay.
1: All so right. This is a
0: wrestling podcast, yeah, I guess. This is a wrestling you know.
1: podcast. Yes, we gotta talk about wrestling. Okay. So um this week or the past week because we did uh what did we do last year or, or last week we did a 2000 the new uh, awards, the, the award shows we missed a lot of stuff but uh you know the number two and number three in wwe's uh corporate infrastructure were fired uh barrios and wilson and that was a week before we got to the quarterly financial stuff um, we're not really gonna bore you too much with that stuff. It's one, we don't really care too much about that. We're really caring about like what's on the T V screen. Like the other shit is the other shit, right? And like we only talk about what's happening behind the screen as, you know, it makes changes to what's happening on the screen. So, um, where do you, where do you really wanna start? I mean, they're talking about what they're gonna do potentially with um, you know, all these key um markers of interest like uh, house show attendance, um, g- gate, uh, you know, viewership, so much, so much. Of these Network. indicators of of a of, of, uh, of fan engagement or interaction is down. Center Anything outside-
0: that has to do with the fans giving them money is down.
1: Yeah. Um, so you know, they're, we've known they've been buoyed by their TV contracts for a long time, and it's going to be that way for the next five years. Uh, but now, you know, because the because of the shakeup up top in their infrastructure, um, their stock price went down and then at the weekly, the Thursday pref- or, uh, conference call, um, Vince seemed to allude that they may, may potentially be shopping, or not potentially, they are shopping their pay-per-views um, to different streaming services. And um, We don't know if it's every pay-per-view, if it's some pay-per-views, if it's just WrestleMania, if it's just the big four, if it's only the top three, it, does that even involve takeovers? We don't know none of that. We just know that they're shopping stuff around and he to streaming service that he uh, deemed as the majors. So that would be like Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, Peacock, potentially Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, um, and a few other places that would be considered "quote unquote" majors. Uh,
0: you no, know, this reminds me of it. It reminds me of like every the dream of every like small business owner is basically like startup business and then like get bought out by someone huge for a bunch of money. Like right. remember when 50 Cent had them it did they all that invested in the vitamin waters and then they got right. bought by Coca-Cola. Like for that's like what this shit million. reminds me of. Yeah. Yes. Instagram yeah. gets bought by Facebook shit like that. <clears throat> that's that looks like what's going to happen with either the WWE network or at least, you know, the uh, pay-per-views, which are the main, you know, draw for the uh, network. Right. And it, it's kind of it's, it's kind of crazy to see like where the network has ended up, and uh, you know when it first launched, and where it is now, and to see it was a failure. Like you know, they didn't come close to three million. Remember, they had all those crazy numbers, like yeah. that they said yeah, before. Yeah, they
1: thought that. Yeah, they were like, yes, there are what was it? There are three hundred and something million people in America. We believe that ten percent of them are wrestling fans. If we can just get, you know, ten percent of ten percent, that'll be three million. And that's how they came up with the number. And then like they topped out at what one point six five?
0: Yeah, seven, something like that. Yeah. And,
1: and like yeah. they it seems like they it was it was crazy
0: the amount of stuff they put on the network, like, as far as like the pay per views, takeovers, NXT, but I don't know, man. I feel like they underachieved a lot with the network too. They could have done a lot you know, more cooler things with the network. So, and, and I think what was really like, you know, crazy because I thought I would have a WWE network subscription for life. Like I canceled my WWE network like last September mid, like just a lot of dissatisfaction with, with the uh, product. And, um, you know, hearing so many times, like, you know, you're still going to give them the money anyway. Eventually I'm just like, you know what? I'm not like, mm-hmm. like how about that? Like, <laughs> so, right. and it seems like a lot of people like, you know, it went that way because they've dipped under uh, a million in the U.S. for the first time since, like, that first year they launched. Do you know what the it's, number is in thousands? I want to say it's 996. Oof. Okay. Um, domestic and then, you know, 400,000 worldwide or something like that. But it is uh, it's jarring. And then, like, you think about, you know, the way the network has been trending. Barrels and Wilson is out who were in charge of, like, the network. Like, this was their thing. Right. And, you know, Vince, I think Vince, like, if you're talking about how can you make the most money for WWE, you're seeing what the UFC is getting from ESPN+. Plus. Like, you got to look at yourself like you're the, you know, you're the other side of the coin of UFC. So you have what these people were looking for. Like, you know, yeah. the, the thing is, like, they've –
1: you do better ratings than them, yeah, and they like in they, the last in the last like
0: year and a half, two years, yeah, and like what they've built like it's not dependent on whether the show is good or not, it's like they are a live property, so mm-hmm. like they're taking advantage of this fact more than anything else, and you know i'm not I'm not shocked at all, like when I heard like this is what they can do, oh okay, so. That's what UFC did. I I can see WWE doing something like that because we would all readily admit that there's a lot of money being left on the table. Like you saw AEW last year, just start doing fifty dollar pay per views, and people started buying them. It's like, well, what the fuck? Like, so, so what do you think WWE like would do if you know you would multiply how big it is? Like you would think it'd be like bigger, but um, yeah. It, it, it's crazy for the network I, I hope the network doesn't go away because like if there's a situation where it's like alright all their pay-per-views or whatever like and then they redo the structure we don't know if the tier system is happening now uh, but I I do want the archive but I, it's, I don't know it's kind of that danger of um, you know Like we 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 don't own. This is a reminder that we don't own any of this shit. It's like we're just renting this shit, and that's it. Just makes me like, wow, man. I still got my huge DVD collection of of wrestling DVDs that I own and won't go anywhere. But this stuff is temporary. Like, like none of this stuff like is guaranteed, and it's changing really fast all the time. So just get ready because like the landscape of wrestling is gonna like just morph so much over the next, you know. Two years, let alone five years.
1: Yeah, um, I don't really have much to add to that. Uh, I think, I think for me is I. I remember when the network came and we were kind of like excited, but also like wait, so they're doing this to insulate themselves from you know bad creative, yeah. and and also the pressure to try to draw you know month to month, and. You know, once you see like, oh yeah, WrestleMania is like free. You're just like, well, never mind that shit. We want to see WrestleMania, right? Um, And then over the years, is you know, it's it's you know the month to month grind. Like they have no, you know, see look what they do with us. Like they don't try to book cards in advance. You know, some of these pay per views lately have just been, yeah, you'll find almost on the card by Friday, two days before the fucking pay per view was like Hell,
0: Hell in a Helena, cell had like two or three matches announced uh, by the right. time, and it, it was like a damn near a, a PWG mystery show.
1: Like, <laughs> yeah, like Survivor Series, is like the too. like you didn't know who were on the men's NXT teams or the women's NXT teams until literally the women's uh, team. You didn't find out until after Takeover twenty four less than twenty four hours before the show, and then you didn't find out who the men were until like I think that Sunday afternoon. Show? Yeah, and yeah. it's like why. W- you know, like this is clearly a company that has their priority completely flipped because of the TV money they're making compared in so much more than what they're doing a pay-per-view. And that's before you meet the part where it's like, they don't even book shit in advance for their TV. You think they're going to a fuck about like the, the shows that are going to make them less money to do. They're just doing it just to placate, um, or j- to get, be able to justify the nine they're going to get from people. So yeah, I just, um, now that now that they're doing this is like this is this is going to go further or I mean, either either it's going to kind of flip that back into the right perspective to where like they're actually going to give a shit to try to book these pay per views or even or it goes to further thing because there's you know because there might be pressure from uh their partners or it could turn into a situation where like they're making you know a hundred and fifty million dollars uh on some TV deal they, they're they're made in the shade they don't give a shit even more so um it just furthers, it just furthers, insulates them from, you know, I guess, uh, the lack of a red word would be like, uh, I don't know, economic justice or economic karma, <laughs> right? It's like you put out, you're putting out a product that people don't like, but while you're doing that, you're getting more money than you ever have before. It's like, okay. I, obviously I'm not a person that believes in karma, but like, I believe the fan base believes that like a lot of the fan base believes, like if they continue to you know book like this more people are going to leave in droves and their dissatisfaction will be the rule of you know them long term and I, it, looks, it looks to me and I keep looking over looking over the horizon and the closer we get to the horizon I keep saying nah it seems like they're idiot proof
0: yeah. <clears throat> yeah. yeah
1: yeah that's pretty much it yeah um so uh you want to continue with more ro- main roster talk
0: let's blow through this shit <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay so um oh i'm sorry we're we're not done with um we're not doing that so another part about the the pay-per-view rights being uh shopped uh we, we we've now found out that like the mystery number for nxt for what they make a year they're making 30 million dollars um, so where did
0: you see that because was it blended in with
1: like the rest of the tv money it was on it was on observer um observer radio last night gotcha and gotcha. yeah, Meltzer was like, it's 30. Uh, remember, like originally he reported 30. So, but he's, he made a sound, but he, the way he said it, it was like, nah, like we figured out where they put that money in. And, and once you like, cause people originally thought like Brandon Thurston and Russell Nomics thought they were going to put the money in some, some place other than where they, where they put the TV deal money, but they put mm-hmm. in TV deal money and they just use, and then I guess from their Meltzer, you know, extra. Did some, you know, did some figuring and then came up with like, oh yeah, it's thirty. Um, so that's not much of a story. It's like I, I mean, the, the, I know it sounds funny, but did anybody really think that they like really legitimately believe that they were making zero dollars? From, from <laughs> TNT to fill a time slot in prime time on a Wednesday, or USA, or mean? USA is what I mean. Yes, like
0: the man. the only thing that I can think is because like they're taking such a bath on the ratings compared to what they did on Tuesdays. That's the only like thing I could think of. I,
1: I guess, but I would see it as like, all right, well, you didn't want to pay us for uh, SmackDown, um, but clearly. Knowing, knowing your situation, your little situation, and what we do for you, like you have to break us some bread. Like I know, I, I just, I just see it as like they're on prime time. If they're on prime time on a weekday, like they have to get paid. You, you almost have to. Like hell, even AEW was getting paid. Now I don't mean no disrespect, but I'm just saying like if you were just to think like, all right, proven, proven product that has a fan base behind it, or this startup. You know, you just think off the reputation alone that like people would just that they would give them the money as opposed to TNT throwing uh, AEW money, and I mean, I, I mean at this point AEW is making more money than uh, NXT is. Um, but anyway, so another another thing to bring up or two is morely uh, yeah, uh, the Saudi show, um, the one that had to hold up with the financial uh, the last quarter. They got paid for that, but the show where they kind of had like the the standoff, uh, the pissing match with the plane and the uh, from November, the Halloween yeah. show. They haven't gotten paid for the Halloween show yet. So uh, I guess <sighs> they're just gonna be running these things mo- like quarter to quarter behind. Behind. I, I, it's, that's really weird because I can tell you this right now. If you owe me uh, forty to sixty million dollars, I ain't getting. I'm not sending nobody into a motherfucking place. You pay to $46 million. I'm Bro. not going to do you another show. I'm not going to give you a credit line like that. Think of the credit line it is. This is, is. who a they got, got with. This,
0: this is who they got in bed with. And they have to go because that money's already accounted for on their books. Yeah. Like, and if we don't go, that money won't be there. And then the stock will, stock will tumble.
1: Yeah, I can tell you this right now. We, we're we going to see uh, this coming uh, for Blood Money 5 we're going to see who's, go- who's going who's over there who's not because we heard a lot of talk about people saying you know I'm not doing this again it doesn't matter how much y'all paying me or, you, or the check gonna have to be so big you have to put a you know a check with a check with a check to get me to go we're going to see
0: yeah
1: alright so on to the actual wrestling in uh main roster this week the things that pop up to my mind are uh on angel garza shows up on raw Um, he shows up as a heel after you know kind of having a baby faces type of uh turn uh after winning the nxe uh, Cruiseway title where he proposes to his girlfriend or whatever else he shows up and kind of like takes the place of andrade and cuz andrade's on you know pd suspension and he ends up DDT. He gives a DDT to Ray on the floor on the concrete, and he's now basically in direct opposition to his cousin Umberto. And he's acknowledging that he's in direct opposition to his to his cousin, and he mentioned it on NXT. So, uh, it, is it is it just like we we have to have Ray like feud with every Mexican? Every Mexican that's ever comes through has to feud with Ray at some point. Ray is the only one that we trust to get over or be over. So we got to try to get if we want to get somebody over, we have to have Ray sprinkle the over dust on him.
0: The the funny shit is you always hear the rule like, hey, you can't get over everybody at the same time. But like you got all these dudes linked with Ray Mysterio, and this is like, have at it. Yeah, like I I think what they're doing is like we gonna we gonna attach all three of them to Ray and hope we get one.
1: I mean, I remember saying, you know, because you know, this they've they've been doing this ever since, like at least since uh, since Del Rio, most famously, in, in you know the early Stingara. 2011s. Which, you know, yeah, they never got to that match, but yeah, they were building towards it definitely. But, um, you know, they had Ray be a personal job for Del Rio, and they were trying to get him over. It, and like, honestly, if they're gonna have a shot, if they're gonna have a, if they're gonna make make a real like attempt to actually ha- make another um, Latin superstar. It's gonna. It's probably gonna end up being Garza. Garza speaks the best eng- English, like you know. I, I, knowing what we know about this company, and I'm. I would. I would think that like just based off quote unquote look. I don't want to get into the code behind the look. Like you know what the code is. I think. Uh, I think Garza is gonna be it. Um. But if they don't make it work with him, then I don't know. We got to wait another five years for this. I don't know. Um. Yeah. So then from there. Ruby Riot returns and apparently she attacks Liv.
0: Thank God! Uh, Thank God they ain't teaming up again, cause boy, boy.
1: <laughs> well, you wasn't like you was gonna watch it anyway.
0: Correct, correct, that's true. But you know, for all y'all that do want to watch, you know, that poison, you know, y'all y'all be seeing them. them it would only be so long before they, you know, have Sarah Logan, you know, get saved by them, and then all of a sudden it's endless six women's tags with the with the Riot Squad. Hey. I mean, anytime
1: you can get back Woman's Shield, I... <laughs> God damn it. You God know? God. It, it, anytime you can do it, you got to. They got to catch up with these reunions, man. They already, what? What, four behind? Three behind? Yeah, five you know, behind? They,
0: they, they got to... Man. They, they was pulling them Shield sh- reunions out like like them, them joints owed them money.
1: Like... Like, like I remember one time like Simon. Yeah, went we to printed homework. these shirts. <laughs> <laughs> they will sell. I remember at one point Simon uh last year was joking, he was like, "Bro, isn't this like they seven three? You guys like, bruh, stop. It's not been seven. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like I look, I know there's been like two more than there should have been, but it has not been seven. Stop this. Stop. <laughs> okay. Uh so from there, it's been announced. Uh Good for Ruby from-
0: Riot. She's back.
1: Look, I'm glad she's back. Uh I think that you know, given the what the the so little they've done with um women outside of like the top of the card, she's somebody that whenever they've given the ball to, like she has good matches when they let her, when they ask her to have good matches, she can cut or say pretty much anything halfway convincingly in a way that a lot of the other uh female talents aren't Really, that good at like I don't know what it is, but like I think it's really not not them. I think it's really mostly the 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 terrible men writing this terrible shit for to have women to say because they don't understand how, how women like function and work and and are or that women are even actually people. Uh, that's probably what it is. Uh, but yeah, I think um I think that they should try to position her as somebody to to be either a feud like immediately be leading into WrestleMania or after WrestleMania for Becky. Uh, but we'll see. Um, yeah, so, it's been announced, some of these Blood Money matches have been announced, so uh, we're going to apparently be getting, uh, for Blood Money 5, a Lesnar versus Ricochet WWE title match, um, based off the fact that Ricochet is scared of Lesnar, but can choke down his fear of Lesnar, and then they've both hit each other in each other's dicks, so that's the feud. I, I
0: I just want everybody that was out here on Twitter Tuesday morning, all the FDS people saying this is going to be great and we should be happy for this. I just want y'all when this match happens and it's a disaster because it's in Saudi Arabia and Ricochet loses in under five minutes to come let me know how y'all like it then.
1: <laughs> oh, man.
0: I have no interest in this match. I have no interest in what they're doing with Ricochet. I have no interest in What are they doing
1: with Ricochet besides this? Like, what were they doing with Ricochet before? before, Hold on. Hold on. He's just a. Before the go home show to Royal Rumble, what was he doing?
0: being scared like a bitch, uh, with Brock to set up his elimination with Drew McIntyre. Well, that was it, it's gonna show. be hilarious. I mean, I mean
1: that was the go home show, but what was what was he doing before that go home no show? No idea. Yeah, same here. I, no I, I, idea.
0: I, I, so like and I hope everyone's prepared for when these WrestleMania packages start getting put together. I hope y'all prepare for that man to be airbrushed out during the Royal Rumble. It was strictly Drew McIntyre alone oh, that yeah, threw yeah. Brock Lesnar out and Yeah, yeah this is this is a setup uh You know, this isn't a title shot that actually means anything. Like, it's in Saudi Arabia. Like, fuck out of here. Like, I'm. I
1: I have a morbid curiosity because, like, we know that in any other promotion in the world, if those two were to wrestle together, like, they'd have an incredible match. But, um, so and also they got two
0: strikes against them on this.
1: Yeah, you got Saudi Saudi Arabia is 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 like two strikes in itself. So, (laughs) like what is the best man is, is I'm guessing probably is Mansour versus Cesaro. the Cesaro. best? Like, is that the best Saudi Arabia show we've gotten?
0: That's the only one that I've ever seen, like got good reviews. Mm. Mm. You know, who can forget the, uh the excellence of Jeff Hardy versus general Mahal, you know, is and general Mahal was yes. When general Mahal was selling moves that didn't actually happen in the match. No. So it was, it was, you know, who who can forget John Cena versus triple H you know, oh, in the first wow. one, wow, they did an Orton you know, Triple H match, didn't they? They did last year, I believe. Wow, after WrestleMania, wow. yeah.
1: Then you Who have, have Goldberg versus Undertaker. You had yes. the best in the world tournament. Where, like the only match that was worth half a damn was like Ray versus Miz. Um,
0: These uh, the fucking DX brothers of destruction match Ooh. just yeah. worst match of the year level match.
1: Yeah, like. There's, that match is a disaster. Like in, jeez, oh,
0: was the cage match with Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar oh one star match?
1: Oh my god!
0: Oh AJ god. Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura doing double countouts like it's a house show in the '80s. Wow! Um, yeah, bro, crown Prolif- jewel, prolifically Super, bad. Look, crown jewel, greatest World Rumble. Oh my god! You forgot, you forgot?
1: You forgot the Corbin interference in that Lesnar Strowman match.
0: Oh my god. Yeah, just and then just bearing. Is everybody, you know, can can we say like, like, let or Strowman got murdered by that yet, or, or are we still waiting <laughs> to have some patience and to let it play out? We still waiting for that, James?
1: Nah, nah, if we still waiting for that. Then, like, I'm still waiting for him to get, to get his uh, revenge on Vince McMahon for taking his Royal Rumble title shot away because he gave him backlit by saying, You're a rich motherfucker, you can buy another uh, limo door. Yeah after for weeks after for weeks he had a deal with Stephanie saying that like if you don't give me everything I want and I don't earn it along the way and, and if I earn it along the way but if you if I earn all along the way and you screw me out of this I'm going to tear the, the show at, oh, I'm going to flip the show over and tear it up all, all week and destroy the show weeks on end and then Vince just comes around literally four weeks after the man's came out and said we're done fucking with people it Sweet. took his fucking match away so, to bait and switch y'all to go to, uh, the buy your travel packages to the baseball stadium, in Arizona to watch WrestleMania, uh, Royal Rumble. Instead, y'all got the Finn Balor match. That went like seven minutes. Boy, boy. And I, I said, y'all, like, I'm not one of, one of them. Like, we got that. But yeah. Uh, oh boy. Okay. So, next on the list, Bray Wyatt. Possibly The Fiend versus Bill Goldberg for the WWE Universal title at Blood Money 5.
0: Well, Goldberg finally getting his uh, Universal title rematch.
1: (laughs) Fuck you. You're an asshole for saying that. So, you know, title rematches are a thing of the past. They're antiquated. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Shane. Yeah. Unbelievable. So, they're
0: going to have him fight the fucking the fiend Bray Wyatt Goldberg, a man who took himself so seriously at one point that he would not even get in the ring with Chris Jericho (laughs) in WCW. Now, he's going to be out there with this cartoon ghoul motherfucker that has awful matches and doesn't sell. So, this can only be a car crash. Like, this can only be Botchamania, negative star, uh just complete wrestle crap. Just just Oh my god. I hope I hope Goldberg beats him in thirty seconds. I, I really do. <laughs> because i want all those people that have those fiend avatars on twitter to like have a complete meltdown and just like you know realize what the fuck just happened to them like oh y'all thought y'all was going to wrestlemania huh no you about to drop that shit off to goldberg so he can drop that shit off to roman reigns
1: <laughs> i mean let's be honest who you rather see in a wrestlemania match I know goldberg look seriously Ray Wyatt in uh in Roman reigns or Roman reigns and Goldberg in a spear versus spear match. I'd much rather see Goldberg versus reigns much rather see it because that match only gonna go for like five minutes, but it will be a uh, action packed five minutes. I don't know what the fuck they're gonna do to Roman Reigns. <laughs> look, think about all the things they've done to Roman Reigns over the last like three Bro, years, right? They, I don't know what him. Bray Wyatt's Bro, gonna do to him.
0: they gonna, like, it's, it's almost a note. They can't ever find somebody for this man to beat because it's like Goldberg's a legend. People love <laughs> him. Oh, nigga, you beat Goldberg. Fuck that shit. Like, I can hear it now.
1: Oh, um, my God.
0: They can't never find, look, they never did Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns. Right. This whole time, not saying that people would be cool with that happening because then Roman Reigns had to win, but that would be his best match, and then you know you you got a whole story you can you know lean on, but they don't they don't ever want to do that uh, for whatever reason, but um yeah I yeah Goldberg versus the Fiend potential for just an all time car crash in the worst possible way
1: any chance like you know vince has some of this in him where he like he'll put out some stuff that's so bad that like it's train wreck television or 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 car wreck television where it's like it's so bad that we think people won't turn away or people will tune in to see how bad it is like the wedding thing on christmas do you think that like he threw that out there It's like look i already paid goldberg his money to stay away from me to stay away from tnt wrestling ever again uh Let's put him out here and do this, and, like, shit's going to suck, and I'm going to laugh at, like, the response.
0: He doesn't care, and then also, it's in Saudi Arabia, so he could just take the belt off Bray Wyatt and not have to worry about nobody f- flipping out in the arena.
1: <laughs> uh, oh, so you really think they're actually going to flip it to Goldberg? I don't see why not. I don't see why not either, but my, I think they're going to keep it on Bray, and, like... Mm. Just completely, luck with that. Looking, completely give Roman Reigns no shot <laughs> at WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, you're a tough yeah, star. We're going to be. fuck you every year. <laughs> uh, okay, so.
0: They don't want Roman Reigns to have good matches at WrestleMania
1: ever. They, they don't want Roman Reigns to have good pay per ma- view matches ever because uh, also going on He's- at Blood Money 5. Baron Corbin versus Roman Reigns in a Steel's cage match, brother. The Nightmare Collective has ended before
0: Roman Reigns versus Baron Corbin. <laughs> oh, <James>. my God. <laughs> Brandi literally burnt her Nightmare Collective gear and whatever hat she was wearing on Twitter tonight.
1: Oh, my God. You're right. You right, Roman
0: Reigns and Baron Corbin is the feud that will not end. And then remember, they were fighting each other before WrestleMania in that 6-man match that they did with the shield and, you know, the oh, the, uh... the sick reunion that they did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um like why? Like why are they determined like we can't sniff a Rowan Reigns versus Daniel Bryan match, but we got to have 12 Corbin Reigns matches. Nothing is settled apparently. We- I, I don't get it. Apparently, they made the man eat dog food and you would think that's it. No. Just more. I'm good, man. There's a reason I I don't watch this company. Unbelievable. Poor Roman Reigns.
1: Yeah. Like they say, yeah, go to Saudi Arabia and have another cage match. Never yeah. mind the fir- never mind the first one you had that was a disaster with the much better fucking wrestler. Go out there again with a far uh, inferior wrestler and try it again. So bad. Woo!
0: So bad what they've done to Roman Reigns this entire year. And then they're going to roll him out to WrestleMania and wonder why he's not over. <sighs> Those beat breaks. This was a
1: choice. It absolutely was. Like, you can have someone go out there and have killer feuds and killer matches with people. Nah. Nah good wrestling enter, entertaining uh television that's not what people want
0: we're going to have them fight these monsters and give you know, them Reggie. give
1: Terrible. them all the mid they'll love it okay um last bit of last bit of news for the main roster <laughs> On SmackDown, there was a number one contendership match between four baby faces for uh, the SmackDown Women's title. Um, it was Naomi, Carmella, Alexa Bliss, and Dana Brooke. Um, and fresh off of her return to the main roster after being put on husband punishment? I don't know, like, whatever. Uh, and you know going viral on the internet and getting some buzz for yourself is a the thing they always real life viral not
0: not wrestling twitter viral like right. real life viral right
1: like right like after all the stuff they talk about about people you know um you know doing stuff to break from the mold and to grab the brass ring and to stand out and to be legendary as a buzz is one of the models from one of the video games r- previous years um Naomi fresh uh, fresh from you know being off TV not being oversposed uh, she comes in and she does the J-O-B for Carmella who in November I saw get thrown basically into the trash by uh, Bianca Belair in a meme that will live on in perpetuity beyond our life spans all of us that, that will live forever um, so send
0: it out for Black History month
1: yes so she uh, she lost to her fucking why
0: so it was a fatal four way I'm, I'm gathering Brooke and,
1: and Alexa Bliss are also in this match
0: correct and keep in mind Naomi has Twitter on fire some reason she had to do a job um does it matter not really but the you, you know how you make sure it doesn't matter doing shit like this Like, why couldn't Dana Brooke have gotten pinned here? Exactly. If you, and Dana and then, in like, the
1: fucking match two get pinned. Yeah, she's I mean, Dana Brooke. Yeah, like, yeah. you, and, know and then, we always, you know how you know I always talk about how,
0: like, people have also married themselves to um, a Naomi WrestleMania chase too. Off of this, I don't, I don't know what happens with these people when they see these things. It, to like, the, the alarm never goes off that it's not happening. Like, like. <laughs>
1: My thing is like let's say it was happening. Why the fuck would you do this? Throw but, him off the
0: scent.
1: Yeah. Uh ugh, that works so well for them when they throw you off the scent. Um, yeah, but like one of the things we talk about during like uh, since, you know, the ones night war is how much I enjoy pinners getting pinned. Like, I love nothing more than watching Nella get put on his back for three. I love nothing more than watching uh in tag matches watching uh Chucky e. T get fucking pinned instead of uh Beretta. Because it makes sense. Like pin eaters aren't a place to eat pins. Dana Brooks a pen eater. How much his she's been on the main route since two thousand what? 16 sixteen? Fifteen, 15 yeah. right? Late fifteen?
0: Sixteen.
1: Early sixteen? Yep. Yeah. She's been around since early No, 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 no. When is she uh was she around before WrestleMania thirty two? Yeah, no, after. Okay. All right. Either way, she's been around for over four years. Ain't showing us years. a thing. Like she we people talk about how backstage she is one of the hardest workers. She is constantly working on her craft. She's constantly always flying back to full or to the PC to try to get better and try to get better. Look, man, people think that, um, like, wrestling is something that, like, everybody's going to take to if they try hard enough. Sometimes, I I believe that, like, you know, practice makes perfect, but, like, there's also a limit to how good you're going to be. We've seen this. We've seen her do all these, you know, these bleeding heart promos talking about how much, how hard she tries and works. And there was some minimal effect to that, but they killed that dead a year ago.
0: Yeah, they would have her come out there and just get, like, squished.
1: By Rousey. Right. So it's like, look, man. This is thing she the is, woman,
0: Mojo is- Raleigh
1: Ooh. Ooh, possibly, yeah, possibly. I mean, they haven't done to they haven't done to her what they've done to him. Where he's in the dark room. Oh my god! Or he's in the dark room and he's out there painting on his face, looking like Mister Glass. Um, they haven't had him out here, you know, come out during a dark segment to cut a promo while he's out here looking like he's trying to rob cryptocurrency in the year 20... 2051. Looking, looking like... I think of last year on the joke, I said it like, Spider-Man 2099's got to stop this nigga. They haven't done that to, to Dana yet. But, yeah. um, but yeah, there I see the parallels that you bring up. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just... I just don't understand the need to beat her when she's fresh. Like, she's fresh. You have a second chance with her, or another chance with her, and you just immediately, it goes to, nah, two jobs. It's like, so lazy. So lazy. So, So lacking in forethought, knowing that, like, there's not a soul worth a damn on that SmackDown side, aside from, like, Sasha, Bailey. Or, or, or worth a damn's in over those like the only two on that on that roster. You're gonna need a nail me. Like and think of the times when we were talking about last year on SmackDown when they were still on USA when we talked about like bro. They were able to make SmackDown work off the strength of mostly just Charlotte and Becky's hate for each other, and then occasionally you have Oscar come in, and then you would have. Um, Naomi as the fourth person that they never used even though she was clearly the fourth person or they they almost never used her except for like to get Asuka uh, a title shot so they already know what they have in her by the fact that they did this you know last year at the end of last year or the end of uh, 2018 and then you know she's back in like the Smackdown women's division is even worse now like pull the fucking trigger already man
0: yeah. Um, am I shocked? No. This is the story of Naomi's career. Like,
1: yeah. yeah so, yeah. Like she's a pc PC'er. She's an NXT'er. Like she's she's in She's WWE through and through. Never got a shot. Never. Even when they made her champion, never got a shot. Never let her feel like. Never let her feud with a single horsewoman. Not, never had a pay per view match with a singles match with a horsewoman ever. Like, just just ridiculous, just ridiculous. Anyway, um, enough of that shit. Let's talk about the Wednesday Night Awards. Pim 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 pim. Yeah, that's. I guess that's me trying to be uh, fun. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> let's start with AEW. Uh, and by AEW, I mean the week of the whooping. The whooping. Um, Rich, yes, sir. Uh, thoughts on the whooping, oh, the, the ass man. beatery? Oh,
0: man. It's, this I loved it. I, I thought it was compelling. It was dramatic. It was like vi- it caused a visceral reaction in you that was just like oh my god so the whole day i had kind of built it up for myself like i was like doing the jokey jokes i was sending out the the dj hustle and flow whoop that trick gift a bunch <laughs> um i was i was doing all this funny shit you know whatever but like this segment was like the opposite of like funny shit or like irony or anything like that like by the time he took that third one, I was like locked in, like living and dying. I don't even like this dude like that. Like I, he's fine. Like, but I watched it. And after that third one, it was like, you're rooting for Cody to just make it through and do whatever you got to do to take these lashes. So you can get your hands on this fucker. Like, and I think it was great for MJF because with MJF, You know, he has a little bit of the '80s irony stuff that everyone kind of like cheat, like silently kind of laughs at, and you know, oh, okay, it's it's kind of cute and uh, ironic how he acts. No, he showed he is a worthless son of a bitch with no redeeming qualities. He's he's just like. The scum of the earth, like he's he's terrible, he's a terrible human being, like that. That's what he showed uh, on this show, and it was like, and he's evil, and he's and he's rough, like and he's tough, like you know. Uh, and I think he needed that, especially like you know, fresh off getting thrown in the pool and everything like that. But uh, I was listening to All Things Elite, and it was funny because I watched it with Catherine after she she told me it was like tough to watch or whatever, you know, just because like it's a it's a, a whooping, essentially. and But it was like a beautiful segment or whatever. It was like a beautifully violent kind of like just, you know, you see everyone coming out to encourage them. And, you know, I just fell all the way into it. I loved it. I thought I think it's like one of the defining uh, moments of AW so far.
1: <clears throat> okay. um First out, shouts out to Cody, because Cody's out here literally putting his body on the line to um, try to get this guy over. Um, th- for me, this is a few that like I'm just not attached to, because one, I don't think most of the heavy lifting that should have been done to make this stuff feel earned is actually earned. Um, you look at the TV they did the split way too fucking soon. Um, If you want to talk to me about Road 2s and all this other shit, I'm going to tell you to to watch the TV or think of it from outside the perspective of you that watches way too much fucking wrestling and that's come from me who watches way too much fucking wrestling. Um, So uh, there's that. There's also the part where like, they've done a bunch of promos and a lot of time with MJF um, and what they have not done with him like they've done a good job explaining that he's a dick they've done a good job of that of doing that perfect 10 out of 10 on like getting over that he's a dick what they have yet to explain is is there any reason whatsoever why he screwed over Cody in this way other than just to do it like and i don't mean the oh well you know he's not really the guy that you think he is guys or or he's a liar like okay can you give me you know one thing that showed like i think that i think i think about the jericho stuff a lot I think about um aw stuff and i think a lot about how when he was doing the hypocrite thing with sean in 08 09 or every i think it was 08 and the fact that he had a just this much truth to get over the fact that like this dude faked in the knee injury to lay out Batista, and if I had done that, y'all would've fucking been pissed with me. And like I I wouldn't have gotten that pass, so I'm going to take it out on this dude. The fact that like he had that little shred of truth as a bad guy to piss you off will make you hate him even more. They've done nothing um, of that sort with MJF and. Um, I'm going to get to the, my thoughts on the whooping first, but I just like, I feel, the reason why I'm so detached from the emotion of this whole thing is, or one, one of the reasons is, I just don't buy MJF, or the reason why, you know, MJF hates this dude so much, Um, so there, there's that, Um, and I also don't buy why Cody would be so hurt that a dude that, you know, whatever, Uh, but, you know, him I think that uh getting I'm gonna skip a a, a past that part. Getting to the T the, the V side of it. I think there are things that were that were done on that show, um on that segment that pulled me out of it. Um I think the fact that he took an ass whooping um even though I just saw Dangham Bryan get lashed like that a month ago, um in a match I uh I thought that him taking a woman, like you see them him mark up or whatever else, I think like he sold very well. Um I think that the brandy thing like that just was like what? Um I feel like I get why they did it. But it's one of those things where like you do something and then like you don't you just think about like the immediate Oh, and that happens a lot of Cody match where like something will happen in Cody's match and it'll pop the crowd. But so, I mean, it works. So I'm not knocking it. It worked for most people. So, but for me personally, it's just like, okay, um, once, I, once you get past the, like, if you don't get popped by the thing that he did, the smoke and mirrors thing he did, I look at what he did and I'm thinking like, wait, so he broke the throne and he's going to go wrestle his brother by wearing a Cody's or a Dusty's favorite and then like heel out on his on his brother okay um like why would you do the Thornbreaker thing when you're about to go play a heel whatever or this thing with with Brandy was like Brandy was just a witch like fucking with the entire women's division for months on end And then she just comes out of nowhere and like none of that's explained she's just all of a sudden brandy again after being a witch okay all right
0: so when i watched it the second time i watched it twice that was actually the part that like kind of stood out to me it was like the best part kind of because it's like this man getting whooped and he needed that strength from her and you know i don't know i i didn't really get caught up in that whole thing because you know i've been watching the nightmare collective basically end so (laughs) um But,
1: but that's the thing we talk about rich when i talk about the when you say well they explain it somewhere off tv it's like okay all right rich if i were to tell you that i was moving to africa tomorrow right you'd be like wait why what's what's going on and i'd be like well it happened. I, I was planning this out for months. I just never told you because it was happening dot, dot, dot somewhere else off screen. Is that on me? Is that on... is, is Am I am I the person? I'm sorry. Is that on you or is that on me for not telling you? All you got to do is like when we talk about uh, when they do stuff on Dynamite or whatever. Oh, not Dynamite, but on Dark. It's like if there's something that's important that ties into the story that needs to be told, don't leave. put it somewhere on the supplemental thing. Bring up the supplemental... Like you can do that, but bring up the supplement, supplemental thing on your TV, so we have an idea and context that fills in whatever story you're really trying to tell. They didn't do that. She just came out.
0: I think it works either way because either a, you're looking at you know what she used to be a ho- like. Hold on, like she done broke character for this shit. So like, for me, it works either way.
1: I okay. I took it as what the fuck. She was a witch. So when it when did this change happen? And how come it was never explained? Like, I, I was thinking, like, you can just, just, just change one gimmick in, in the middle of, out of nowhere, just to get this over. And I'm like, okay, well, you didn't even tie up this loose end yet. It, it,
0: it, look, if, if they got to tie up a loose end to end the Nightmare Collective, I'm fine with it. Or leave a loose end, I'm fine with it. because like, But they didn't have to do that. I mean, to get over the the last one and get the strength to
1: take the last one and get up no 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 rich i'm not saying that what they did with the brandy was wrong i'm saying that the fact that they didn't tie up that loose in and have her come back as a normal fucking person before like a week before and and then have her come out there then it'll be like okay like i think you kind of just kind of you know did it randomly because you knew this cody thing needed this or whatever else but at least you can point to say like there was effort here that was done towards this and I'm not saying there was, no, there was no effort there by doing it off screen somewhere on Dynamite or BT or whatever else but you didn't give us none of that on Dynamite and it, and it would have took 15, 30 seconds like when you see me complain about the stuff they do that like they should point to as far as context for you like we're talking about stealing 30 seconds here and there just don't just do not do the fourth fucking dive that's all I'm asking. Don't do the fourth dive. Just show me some. just show me where you're headed or add to where you're headed so that like I can feel more fulfilled and this feels like a more fleshed out story that makes more that's more cohesive. And like I'm not saying that like, this is some gigantic uh, uh uh plot hole, but it does make me feel like, "Wait, what?" Okay, never mind. Like I guess I need to just move on. It's like it's almost like, um, what movie was it? Um, what movie was it? Oh, uh, Endgame. It's like okay, so you look at a track of, um, Captain America's life through these movies, right? Like he kisses hit he, hit love, his life's great niece in one of these movies. He basically doesn't tell iron man that he knows who killed his parents and he's known for years and then at the very end when when like all hope is lost this man like summons the the god of thunder's you know hammer weapon because he now after like five years has become more worthy it's like wait what like, like, for me, like, like, I'm not saying that ruins the stuff for me. I just say it pulls me out of it, and it makes me think, like, man, oh, okay, all right. But whatever, like, Cody Ward asked him for it. I wish that, um, I wish that Warlow had got, like, maybe one or two more lashes to kind of get him over more uh of him being uh a person that you want to see Cody eventually get, whoop his ass in two weeks. But I guess one's good enough. Um... Yeah, uh, I thought that the, the segment went like five minutes too long. Uh, it just like I, I get what you're doing, but like, do we need like at, at some point? I was like, all right, so when is like DDP coming out? DDP never came out, but like it was like all these people are coming out. Like, when is Mom coming out? When is I guess I guess I guess uh, uh Brandy filled the, filled the Mom void or whatever else. But it's like like <sighs> when is when is his when is high school Wrestling coach gonna come out and say, "I'll take the lashes too." Like it's like, "Come on, man."
0: <laughs> well, his, his pro coach came out. So, oh,
1: arn <laughs> Yeah,
0: that that hey, was covered
1: too. Hey, we haven't talked about it because that was last week. But like, when when arn came out with the offensive spreadsheet, like like office coordinator about to call plays, it was laminated and it had like, "Hey, man, don't Goofy. listen." Oh, I loved it. I loved it for <laughs> this. One, I loved it for this reason. This reason only. Right. For years. You will have people that are wrestling fans, that are FDSers or whatever else, and they talk about how people um, don't really watch wrestling. They they walk, call it video game wrestling, whatever else, and they and they hate people that refer to people's wrestling as a move set. Mm-hmm. What the fuck you think was on that spreadsheet? Moves, nigga, moves. <laughs> So don't look and don't tell me that Cody is, is a spot monkey. Sp- Cody is, is the most opp- opposite of a spot monkey you'll ever find outside of like fucking Kazuchika Okada. So <laughs> if he has a moveset, so does Roman Reigns. So does everybody else you like that sometimes does not have great magic because they get shitty layouts and told not to go ru- not wrestle uh, uh, in a smart, entertaining way, compelling way most of the time. So I don't want to hear it.
0: Yeah, I, I thought this segment was was magic, and it was like it was emotionally gripping in a way that a lot of things in wrestling just aren't. And it was like this is this is a, a thing that they can build off of. Like, there's you know like you're not going to be able to do this too many other times, but you can always reference it. You can always talk about the 10 lashes. You can always, yeah. you know, have that as, as something evil that MJF has in him. Like, remember when he did that to Cody mm-hmm. or you remember when Cody took them 10 lashes? Like, and you know, the fact, like I, I noticed one little thing, Kenny Omega did not come out during that thing. Right. Neither Maybe them. that's something later on. They point to never know. Um, but yeah, I, I, I loved it. And it was like you oh, know you mean
1: when like Cody comes out as is him being like the higher the the exalted one. <laughs> or what him or him or can he come out as the exalted one? It's not the exalted one. <laughs> huh? No.
0: Not having happen- not Look, happening. One of them one of them <laughs> uh,
1: think about it. Like it was supposed to be scroll. It's not gonna scroll. If it's Daniels, that's gonna be seem like it's gonna be real small potatoes. Um you, you just think about it, it's like, all right. How can the Aces and Ate this shit where they whooped one of these elite dudes and been like, it was me all along. I did this to throw y'all off the set back in December. I can see it. I can see it. Mm. Um, but, um,
0: yeah, yeah anyway. I, I, I loved it. I I thought, you know, it, it made me want to see it. And, I you know, Cody and MJF don't necessarily come with the reputations of mm. – uh, I'm just wondering what you type of really match they're match. Match yeah i'm but I'm trying to figure out what kind of match should they do because you know they're not gonna do a work rate match, so they have to do like a blood what, you mean like what kind of match, match right you
1: mean?
0: no 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 like just like what kind of style like are oh, they gonna fight in like gotcha. like they have to have like a like a blood like a fist fight right like <laughs> like like because by by that time like Cody can't touch him, so he's gonna try to put hands all over him i would think
1: yeah um we'll see what happens. Uh, like, I, I think we'll probably get, get more informed on that sort of thing, maybe by, you know, once Cody, like, fucks up Wardlow in a way to where he can't be ringside, and then it's like, you're really, st- like, I feel like that's gonna be one of the things, like, he's gonna whoop Wardlow so bad, like, Warlow won't be around, or Warlow won't be there at first, like, maybe he'll come out at the end of the match or whatever else and interfere, because it's a Cody match, so of course it's gonna be smoking mirrors at the end, but, um... I think they're going to come up with something to get Orlo off the table, at least like, or at least you thinking he's going to be off the table going into Um, pay-per-view. That's what I would do anyway, because you know, you did this whooping thing, you sell, you you did all this stuff. Like you need to get it to a point where like people are like, Oh, it's going to be you and him one-on-one isolation. (laughs) Um, I, uh, I, I'm still at a point where it's like, maybe that's the reason why I'm not that jazz. It was like at the end of the day, it's still going to be Cody having to work MJF And like, if this was anybody, but MJF, I'd be like, yeah, definitely. But it's like, it's going to be MJF. And ugh. Uh, okay. So from there, Moxley versus Ortiz. Um, I thought they had a pretty good match. Uh, and then by the end, Moxley, you had a bunch of interference from Santana, uh, Santana bought from the interference. He's supposed to grab his leg and uh Mossy still sold it if he got his leg snatched. Um by the end of it, interference comes in and Mossy grabs out the the keys to the GT and he ends up stabbing Ort- or uh, Santana in the eye. So now, you know, uh there's also a one eyed guy in one eye Willie.
0: Really? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, there's also one eyed guy in um Inner Circle. And yeah, then they set uh, up, you know, they did that to set up, you know, that killer promo from Santana, and you're going to get Santana versus um, Moxley next week, in a yeah in a two eye match. Yeah,
0: you know, eye to eye. You know, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought Ortiz was awesome in this match. Uh, you know, it's like, man, awesome singles wrestler, and uh, Santana. I think I like Santana more as a wrestler. So same here. Um, next week you know this is a classic a go through the whole entire stable right before you get to the to the guy at the end this is almost like a karate
1: movie right so, like he's has uh, been, he's been uh, he uh beat sammy already he beat sammy already like a couple weeks ago uh three maybe three weeks ago just beat um ortiz on the way to santana like obviously he's never going to get to uh to swagger because i'm swagger, sorry uh Hagger cause Hagger don't wrestle, <laughs> right? He don't, ex- he do he don't do wrestling magic. He don't, he don't exchange holds, right? He he's only here for interference and for crawling to the back. That's it. <laughs> um, hey, so, <laughs> hey, they might have figured it out.
0: Yes. I ain't never seen, I ain't never seen Jake Hagger use this good.
1: <laughs> also, that man's on that Lesnar. He's like, how can I, do, how can I get paid as much as possible for doing as little as possible? That man is on that Orton Lesnar role. Good for him. True
0: working. How how True old is Swagger?
1: So what, I think he's the, like the
0: 37, 30s, 38.
1: That may even is 40 yet, and he's already figured out the game.
0: True working.
1: Who's really winning? Uh, so uh, you got that. Um, then you have uh, – what was it? It was – who are the heels? It was Lucha Bros and – Lucha
0: Bros butchering the Blade. That's Against right. the Bucks and, and uh, Kenny and, and, and Hangman. Kenny. Right, right, right. Awesome match. Awesome yeah. match. Was really, a really million really miles an hour – RLPW, and <laughs> Hangman over as fuck. Um, was MJF on commentary? Yes.
1: What was that last week? Uh,
0: that was last week. That was last week when okay. he was saying, who trained the Young Bucks?
1: Nobody. Right, they're backyarders. That's right. That was yeah. fucking hilarious. Yeah, MJF was great on commentary. Like He he got over to Butcher and Blade more than anybody else has on AEW television since they've been on uh, AEW television by saying like, Trained by Barnett, trained I can't remember who else he got trained West Thatcher, yes, Thatcher, and he's like, oh, that's why we should care about these guys. they're like they were trained by ass kickers, no yep. they, they like they just had to show up and get masks and and chop meat, and we are supposed to give a fuck.
0: okay oh uh, I, I like seeing uh Kenny in there with the butcher, I thought they had some good chemistry, so um wouldn't mind seeing a tag match with a uh, butcher and the blade and uh Kenny and Hayman at some point, but um. I, I thought mean, Phoenix.
1: Even, their match with uh with Darby and Cody was good too.
0: Yeah, a few weeks back uh, right? it was like maybe I'm not, the
1: first second week of January. Yeah.
0: Then um Phoenix of course was uh, just oh my god a ball of electricity in this match all over and um yeah like I, I, but I, I think like the real story here is like you know the Hangman doesn't want to tag uh, the Bucks will only tag hurt. Kenny even while hurt. Um, uh, there was some miscommunications going on with them. It seems like they're trying to like. I won't say redo the Golden Lover's or Young Buck storyline, but it's like a remix kind of of it. Mm. So, but, and, you know, the Bucks, of course, are like kind of whiny and Hangman's just getting more over and more over. So, like, uh, they just came out with a Hangman Hold My Beer shirt. They're about to sell a bunch of those. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you think the Young Bucks are actually or whiny or do you think that, like, why is this dude being this mopey asshole? For What do we do? Um... I, I'm still trying to figure it out, like like, like putting everything end, together. Like the only it's explanation just like, is he's jealous of them.
0: It's it's like I think the deal is like he failed in the beginning, but he got a little. He he actually won the belts, even like when he tried to break away from those guys. Right, right, right. and he's still and they, with and Kenny, still looking
1: like he's not the star. That's why they did the interview thing. Where were, uh Shivani was like. Hey Kenny 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 as opposed to guy that won the title almost titles almost yeah I get you
0: it's always about Kenny it's always about the Bucks and then Kenny's trying to play the peacemaker between them all and hold it together but eventually he's gonna have to pick a side Mm -hmm. you're gonna pick the guy you got the belts with or you're gonna pick like the Bucks and or
1: I mean and there's also the added part of him being like having to deal with that and also having to deal with Pac and yeah. like that's gonna like take some of his attention away, which will then only make Hangman resent him more.
0: Correct. Yeah. So like, there's a lot like this. Like, there's so many levels to this, and it's like you could talk about it all day. Like, um, what's gonna happen? But I, I believe the Bucks are gonna win that battle royal, and then you know those two are, like they're gonna do a tag match. I, and I, it's gonna be they're not gonna turn anyone. Like everyone's just gonna continue to play these, like, roles that they're doing right now. Mm-hmm. So, I'm into it. <laughs> so, um, what else we got from yeah. from AW? Um,
1: oh, well, it's taken off from the, you know, attention diverted from uh, attention di- diverted and split between uh, Kenny Omega. Uh, you have Pac, who came out in you know, threatened violence upon Riho who just sat there like a fucking prop and didn't move a run or had no agency like a goddamn dummy and a damn damsel in distress, a fucking world champion, can't can't decide to get out of fucking harm's way. why? Because uh, you know, apparently like, you know, people that don't speak our language understand the fucking threat of danger, right? Yeah, you know, she's better learn what the fuck going on. Now, keep in mind, this is the second time they've had uh Kenny basic cotton say the fucking world champ uh woman's world champion remember when nyla uh after she beat nyla and then nyla laid her out it was about to power bomb her through a table or something and kenny had to run out to stop her after rio just beat yeah. her one two three in the middle yeah. of fucking ring i'm so sick and tired of of Riho getting her ass whooped by nyla after all she does is fucking beat her in matches it makes no goddamn sense I, i'm 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 going to calm down i'm going to calm down so um
0: she put it through it, a table on the first two
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, so it's her gimmick. She puts people through tables, yeah. or she bounces them off the table because sometimes Riho doesn't break the table,
1: right? Because she's only like probably eighty pounds. Uh, then there's also yeah. I remember then you know off off air you know this don't this, I shouldn't bring this up but off air on on the Twitter from what I saw then she uh while she was waiting for Uber then she lay out Jungle Boy. <laughs> yes, yes,
0: yes. <laughs> dropped him through the table.
1: Yeah. Uh. So.
0: Shanna, the ref.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: Uh, a lot of people. She had a yeah. table match with Shanna on Dark, and it was like kind of creative how they did it.
1: Okay, okay. <laughs> Leave that shit on Dark. I want to see no table matches. Like, look, they might look. You might be able to have five star table matches. I don't want to see it after seeing WWE table matches. I don't care. I don't want to see them. Uh, so yeah. So, so you have that part where I thought that was really um that that leads to a potential um mixed tag match between uh, those four. Uh, that also mm. leads to adding to what we're going to have in three weeks in this Iron Man match for 30 minutes between Looking um, Kenny and uh, Pop, which will probably be the best match they have in AEW television in 2020 um, I I desperately want someone to tell me before like one week out two weeks out I don't care what I need to know I need to be told this will be the opener.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't think they're going to
1: announce that. I want to know that it's the opener so that I know that there will be no fucking commercials. I don't want commercials in the middle of my uh 30-minute Iron Man match. I don't care if it's a break between the falls. I don't care. I don't want to cut away from that. Don't cut away. Don't yeah, cut away from that. I, I want to stay there for 30 minutes, please. I beg of you.
0: Never know they could they could like, you know, they're like we we have taken our last commercial, you know, and you know, do whatever, so I'm not sure how how to do it. because, yeah. you know. Not sure. I'm I'm very excited about it though. So <sighs> Kane's been on fire as a tag wrestler all year and he's been having his working boots on and um you know, Pac's been calling him out for weeks and weeks and weeks and um
1: I haven't won to watch. Well Yeah. Well, this is what I'll say. From a work-rate perspective and a work-rate perspective alone, I have not wanted to watch an AEW match as much as this Iron Man match since Moxley Omega before it turned into that. (laughs) Uh, Like... Just the just the idea, of, like first off, you've already seen them have two great matches, but like now to be thirty minutes, and like they're gonna get beat multiple times, like it's just. I just I hope they it. don't do anything
0: goofy, like as far as like get DQ, try to get DQ oh, while well, they don't do yeah, DQ yeah, in yeah. the promo. Uh, I see what you're doing. So. You're,
1: make, you're making a Johnny Gargano joke. I get you. I get you.
0: No, I was making a Seth Rollins and Dolph Ziggler joke. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs>
1: you know, I still never saw that match.
0: Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So John John never had Iron Man match, but that yeah that was the two out of three fall. That was even goofier because you have less room to play with there. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, I hope they don't do anything goofy. I hope either they do like, you know, one fall, two falls, maybe maybe like a two to one or something like that.
1: Yeah, I think you know, well, mm, if they go for a two two tie, they could that will mean like then they got to you know, run it on
0: pay-per-view eventually.
1: Event, yep, and it'll be it would be the seventh it It'll be game 7. Yep. Yeah. Uh so I mean don't don't think look, and don't think they won't give us a tie cuz like and this I'm just a
0: perfect I, hey, this is a perfect scenario to do a tie in.
1: Yeah. 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 Um and then you also have uh, uh because the Nyla stuff, the Nyla and Rio thing that also helps set up the you another another next Nyla week. title match was like, how many fucking times are you gonna get beaten in a woman's title uh, match for you? And, t- and she don't be like, oh, you know, she's been on those three ways. She's the one who always takes the fucking pins. I don't know how or why she's earned another shot, but I don't get it because like Sheeta Statlander got her match fucked with. Okay, Nyla, go out there and get beat again. Fine, fine. Who do you think not? Who do you think uh, Rio's gonna wrestle at a uh, Revolution?
0: maybe Britt Baker maybe again maybe again they wrestled
1: once wasn't she in the oh no 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 no. I'm sorry I'm sorry Britt Britt... they wrestled one time and then Britt keeps losing number one contendership matches I'm sorry she lost the actually yeah Britt Baker
0: might not get the shot she might not get the shot it might be Statlander they would be like yeah we're gonna run it run it you know without bullshit this time yeah. Maybe. Um, yeah, I'd ha- I have to see.
1: Okay, so now that you brought up Britt, we can finish part two of AEW Has Dumb Joshis. So, Britt comes out. Britt uh, slaps on the lock jaw. Um, Yuka Sakazaki escapes and gets her win. Gets the first win because uh, uh, on Dynamite. On her first match of Dynamite. She's she, she, immediately people like her because she's you know she's more charismatic than Rio is a lot more Um, super likable you know looks like a damn cartoon drawing Um, so Britt officially snaps attacks this woman does the American History X curb stomp on the back of her head except on the bottom rope. I don't know why or how. Explain the wrestling logic what she did to get uh, Yuka to bite down on the fucking rope. Why didn't she clamp down on the rope herself with her own jaw, uh, Rich? Am I not supposed to think about that?
0: Yeah, you ain't supposed to think about okay, that. Like, okay, like, okay. That's not his book, James. Like it? <laughs> Like you, 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 get your head put down and you open your mouth. That's an that's
1: unwritten <laughs> A-W no, 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 no. rule Repeat book. Repeat that. Repeat. Say that again, sir.
0: I said you, you get, you, when you, you, put, you get down and you put your mouth on the rope, you know, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, how, that's the way it goes, you know, in the unwritten rule book. That's, that's kind of, you know, you, you don't think about it after that. Hey,
1: man. After you said that, I think I'm, I, I, pineapples pineapples get me the fuck up out of here bro uh so uh you have that and you know she's missing a tooth. so it's like oh that's oh she's a dentist i see what you did there brutal um yeah brutal and brit guts. baker yeah brutal brit baker who still triple b's yet, who knew yes who has still yet to figure out how to whoop a japanese woman she's over for everything as japanese woman she yeah, has she, yet to be. She struggles. She, she
0: struggles against them. You know she, you know she. She hasn't really had that that, that type of experience yet. I know she. She has beat Emmy Sakura before. I believe. Okay. I think um, I would have to check that, but I, I, I'm pretty sure she's beat her.
1: Okay. All right. So. So she only won veteran Japanese women. She can't beat anyone like legend her age. Legend. Yeah. You know, you know. A you know it's so look, a look they tell me she's a, look. They tell me she's a legend. You know, look, look I've seen her wrestle before, and from like two thousand, like just 2016, 2016, Emma Sakora is better than any woman you've ever seen on American television, uh, like in the last decade. So yeah, uh, but anyway, uh,
0: I I I, I, just, I continue to like uh Britt Baker.
1: Yeah, I, I like the fact that they're turning her into a hill because like she can be the top hill in the division. Um I'm wondering at what point do we get uh I'm wondering what's at what point do we get like Jamie or B back on TV if we ever do. I don't know. Um but yeah, I think they're in a they're both nice... signed. Oh they are? Yeah. Mm, okay. Well I know
0: B is for sure. Okay. Like real signed.
1: Okay, well, have we seen her this year? Have we seen her oh. since, full, since uh, full Gear?
0: She's been booked. Yes, she wrestles Statlander on Dark. Oh, that's Warner. right.
1: Yeah, y'all told me. That's right. That's right. That's yeah. right. I forgot. Okay, yeah. Um. Yeah, so Chris Daniels, Fallen Angel.
0: Yeah, so on BTE, I think it was last week, um, he got... Called out the room uh, with the bucks or whatever, right? And then his bag was sitting there. So yeah, Sky and Daniels, bag. yeah, Sky and Daniels are there, and they're like, "What the fuck is this?" Like, and then they pull out the, <laughs> the Dark Order mask that's mm-hmm. inside of his bag. Leads to uh, dynamite. They get to the win over. Um, was it a, uh, what? Are the, what are the best names of the
1: Minions? What are the name of the goons and uh, the creepers? Was it the a creeper, creeper mask, mask or was it a yeah. Uno mask?
0: Uh, the creeper mask. Okay. Uno got his own special mask. They had like the teeth or whatever.
1: Right, right but I figured like if he is actually the exalted one that he would have a super mask. A, 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 yeah, he would have a a a, a non lower uh, dark order mask. He would not be wearing one of the worker masks. Yeah.
0: So they get the uh, win over the best friends, I believe. Chucky e. T takes his pin, yeah, and um, of course, look, he <laughs> should. The Dark Order comes out there and ready to whoop ass and <laughs> starts whooping ass. You know that, that you always got to be on on alert for the Dark Order. Like you lose shit, and you gotta look, you gotta look at that interest ramp, make sure so, they ain't coming.
1: So are they like are they like Sandman and the Apollo? Yeah, if you go, go out there with that wax shit, you, if they come get <laughs> the your ass world, off the we're gonna, stage. Come whoop your ass.
0: OK, <laughs> so they basically clear these niggas out. And then at the end, Christopher Daniels comes out and he wants to run it. But they all back away from him and won't fight him. Then Immediately, you're supposed to be like, hmm, I wonder why they won't fight this man. Mm. So the story continues.
1: Yeah. Uh, Quick note, I forgot to mention this is when we were talking about the hangman and Yumbuck stuff. And where did we seem that we think that might be going? Um, next week, they defend the titles in a rematch against uh, SCU. Um, yeah, but the uh, only other thing to really mention on AEW was they seem to be building towards Darby versus Guevara with Darby doing the vignette with a fucking flamethrower! <laughs> I loved it!
0: Yo, so Dude, the best thing was, was Darby like... couldn't talk, right? Because right. of what they did to him on the skateboard. Right. And that's a great way to, like... Make sure Darby Allen don't have to talk
1: or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: I don't know if he can cut promos or not, but until we know, you know, this is a good way to kill a week or so. This nigga Darby Allen has like the cutout of Jericho and Sammy, and it looks like it's in some rural part of Georgia, like some wood area <laughs> where he like, you know, has like a skateboarding ramp, like a dirt kind of trail. This man literally pulls out a flamethrower and literally burns the damn uh, the cardboard standee to a crisp. It's like, did Tony send him the flamethrower? Did like you know? I, I guess the money's the, the, the AW that calm money, bro. You you can just buy a flamethrower if you want. Apparently
1: out here, yeah. Uh, like the flamethrower is not nearly as expensive as you would think it is. Like the flamethrower is like you can get one of those off the internet, off of the Amazon for like under two thousand dollars. Look which is like I, which is, I would
0: like to believe that Darby Allen shopped on a dark web.
1: <laughs> well, maybe he did, but I'm just saying like I would like to point out how disturbing it is that, that like it on for two thousand dollars, which is not that much money in the real world, that you can get a fucking flamethrower. How how do we not have okay, I understand that like we don't have regulations on or I don't understand, like but I'm I'm aware that we ha- that we don't have regulations or or really many regulations in the way of grabbing a firearm, right? You mean to tell me we ain't got nothing to protect us from a flamethrower?
0: Like, <laughs> <laughs> remember when Triple H had the flamethrower and gold dust? <laughs>
1: Same one. There was there was a fucking <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> the, the go home show on Raw, the the Monday right before WrestleMania 15. They were setting up a feud between Kane and Triple H based on the fact that Kane uh uh Kane had shot a fire I think China had turned on Triple H by that point in time. Kane And China were together. China had Triple H in a full Nelson, and Kane was going to throw a fireball because, you know, of course, you know, the guy that got burnt, like, controls fire because he's the Undertaker's brother. Whatever. He went to throw a fireball. Triple H ducked and it hit China. So, like, there was a reconciliation between China, I believe, or whatever else. So, the go home show is it's a match between Goldust and Kane, uh, the week except before, it ain't Goldust. the the week before Triple H, it came uh Russell WrestleMania, so all of a sudden Goldust comes out, and he has the paint on. He does the, the you know, all the hand motions, whatever else, and he has the big robe on and the uh and the, the wig. Except it don't look like really a wig. Next thing you know, all of a sudden. He opens up. <laughs> he like, opens up the robe, and he ha- and all of a sudden he doesn't have a flamethrower, but he has a fucking bazooka. He's like, "What the fuck is Goldust doing with a fucking bazooka in the middle of the, of this wrestling in the middle of a wrestling ring?" Next thing you know, he pulls it out. Kane doesn't flinch. Next thing you know, a ball of fire. <laughs> comes out of this fucking bazooka and just blasts cane. I'm not joking. Oh you God. can go on YouTube and find this fucking thing. Yeah. And I, I was brought to this and I saw it and I howled. He fucking blasts this dude with a fucking wall of fire. A wall of fire. Kane just... Kane's burnt to a crisp. I don't know what Kane had on his body. I'm sure he had no more no more like hair on his, like he smelt like singed hair all on his arm and whatever. Like he's on the wall selling, look, probably because it was a shoot. He wasn't selling nothing. He was, that was legit, bro. So all of a sudden you see him, Kane, the big red machine writhing in pain. And then you see the wig come, or it wasn't a wig, whatever else, or yeah, it was a wig. Take off the wig. And you see this triple H that was wearing a, a the uh, gold dust robe. And then you hear Jim Ross say, Almost deadpan. Well, um, we'll see you on Sunday for tune in for WrestleMania 15, where you can see Kane versus Triple H after a guy got hit with a wall of fire. <laughs> so, for you to flashback for what a that, for you to flashback to that to yes to Darby Allen. <laughs> hitting a cardboard cut out with a flamethrower oh my god like dude russ is fucking ridiculous and stupid and awesome <laughs> Just ridiculous. Yes. Uh, I,
0: if i saw somebody who was you know preparing for me via flamethrower i'd be kind of kind of you know uh has anybody like sammy gotta address this on the vlog like he, he gotta say what's on his mind about this
1: like nah bro like, uh, no. well, can we make sure he does not have a flamethrower with him? Please. I, I, I think, I, I look, I see somebody pull out a flamethrower in preparation for an upcoming feud with me. Then I think it's time for me to officially <laughs> turn in my uh, my letter of resignation from All Elite Wrestling. I am, <laughs> I am officially retired from the professional wrestling business. No, we're not doing this. Sorry. You know, You know, somebody that I'm surprised never had a flamethrower feud. Who? New Jack.
0: Oh, my God. There's no guarantee he did not. So before you say that.
1: Good (laughs) Good point. Good point. All right. Good point. I retract my statement. Who knows what he was doing in them fucking territories? Or, or the '90s territories. There might be video Con- there might be video of him somewhere like that we've never even knew Russell. Man, What if he? What if he had like a weekend in, in Continental? For all we know? Like, we know, who knows? Um, yeah. So where else will we? Um, oh, that's, yeah. That's all for AEW. Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna fucking yeah. murder Sammy Guevara. <laughs> okay, big um,
0: ratings week too.
1: Yeah. Uh, what they doing ratings?
0: I think it was nine twenty eight. So they're trying to. Find a way to get so back to that a million. Like,
1: was it um, was that f- fifty thousand more people than last week?
0: I think it was a hundred thousand more.
1: I thought they were at eight eighty last week or something like that. Or, or am I wrong? I or think it was then?
0: I think it was eight thirteen.
1: Okay, all right. I was. wrong. I think. Right. Okay. Um. Yeah. Or twenty eight. 828 as long as we grow in this Wednesday uh, fan base between both shows eventually we will eventually we will overcome uh, one of these Raw Smackdowns combined Um. okay so moving on NXT I'll go through it shortly because we really spent a lot of time on AEW um, last week's show because we, actually we didn't even talk about NXT last, the week before okay so two weeks ago Ciampa comes out and says that uh, or they built the show around who's going to be Adam Cole's challenger for the t- for his title at uh, Portland. Uh, Ciampa comes out and says, "I'm going to make sure that it's me." They cut to commercial break. He comes. They come back. You see all of undisputed except for Adam Cole laid out outside, and all of a sudden you see someone come from behind uh, a wall, and it's Champa with a lead pipe. He drops the lead pipe and walks to the center, or walks into full cell into the middle of the ring, grabs a table, puts a table in the ring sets it up props it up and then he grabs a he has a in his pocket a um uh, a, a yellow uh spray paint can and he marks a big x on the table all of a sudden adam cole comes out He's unspeed laid out he's like what the hell's going on what's the hell's going on and they say they, it was chompa she goes walking through the stage or walking out the full set he's like what the hell's your problem what the hell's going on why do you do this whatever so then all of a sudden, uh, Out comes Regal. Regal says that I just got done talking to Adam Cole. Adam Cole's already signed his contract. It's an open contract. He doesn't care who he fights. Chompa says, all right, you're going to bring your ass. Here's what I'm going to tell you is going to happen. You're going to bring your ass to this ring. You're going to sign the contract or I'm going to sign the contract and then I'm powerbombing or I'm I'm powerbombing your ass through this table and then I'm signing that contract. So Cole comes down like a dumbass, hits hits, uh, Chompa with the mic. Chompa gets busted up on the top of his head. He gets in the ring and thinks he's going to start uh, blowing with Champa. Champa cuts him off and then immediately power bombs through the table. So you see, he starts bleeding. So he grabs the contract and is about to start signing. And all of a sudden, the crowd sees he's bleeding and says, "I'm in this crowd." The crowd says, "Use the blood. Use the blood." Wow. Champa, he, he he starts laughing. realizes he's bleeding. Grabs the, grabs the blow on top of his head and smacks it on the contract. Crowd pops. Uh so flash forward to this week and the whole story is Undisputed is looking for Ciampa all throughout full self for most of the show so they look for him uh, backstage can't find him they start beating up people um, because they're jerks of course Uh, they run backstage getting a haircut they walk by the dude getting a haircut they come back and Roddy grabs the clippers out of the barber's hand and just runs it over that dude's head so now that that boy just scalped uh Mm -hmm. And then disrespect. they say, and then he says, "You got a stupid haircut." Uh, so then they continue looking for Ciampa Then they cut to another segment. They're walking by a production uh, truck, and the door is wide open. They walk by, they see nothing. Next thing you know, from behind, you just see Champa walk behind the doors as they pass. He he starts fighting all four of them, but he has a jump on on them. So he gets to jump on uh, the three of them, not Cole. And then uh, Cole and him brawl into the uh, full cell ring. Then all of a sudden, the rest of undisputed, uh, not not the ring. They go to the ringside area or the announce table area. He's about to powerbomb him through the table again. Another another table. Undisputed numbers come in. It's four on one. Uh, then all of a sudden, Dunn and Riddle come out. They made the save, and then Regal comes out and says, "We're not doing this shit. Three on three. Uh, three on three match later in the show. That to up being the main event." Um. They ended up having a really, really good match. Um, it was based around thinking that, like, or actually, there's a really good match. Chomping's been getting hurt in the middle of the match, and he starts limping. And you're like, no, he just blew out his fucking knee again. Turned out, he, it was his ankle that he blew out. So, or he not blow out, but, like, he, 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 tw- he sprained his ankle mid-match. But you were just like, no, not again. Because remember, like, he wrestled through that uh, that Chicago pay-per-view, like, the last half of it with a torn ACL. So, he was just like, you know he can wrestle through virtually anything. But, he was like, oh, no, they're finna, you know. But, he's okay, relatively speaking, for a wrestler with a ticking time bomb for a neck. But, uh, they wrestle, have a good match, and then all of a sudden, Roddy comes in for the DQ. Um... They have the man advantage, of course. And then all of a sudden, uh, the week before, there was a vignette saying two five, 20. Um, and it was like the two was in a circle, the five was in a circle, and the twenty was in a circle. But you know, people were thinking like, "I don't know what this is." I didn't know what this was. People, were, uh, I think Caleb was saying to me, "It's probably a dream." I was like, "Because the three circles, were like, uh, eh, maybe." All of a sudden, lights go out. Vignette comes up. The three circles come together and converge into the, the try you know the, the third eye thing. And you're like, oh, it's velveteen. Next thing you know, a light a spotlight comes out on one of the turnbuckles. He's on top of the fucking turnbuckle. Double axe handle. Then he basically whoops all of on his undisputed by himself four on one. It was like one l- large man versus like four little dudes in like it doesn't make sense, but it does because they little. <laughs> Damn. And then uh. They base uh, they basically cleared the ring with Roddy, with everybody but Roddy. He whoops Roddy's ass some, he rips off his pants, and his pants have uh Marina, Roddy, and Marina and Roddy's shit on his pants, and it says uh on the back it says, Call me up, Marina. See. That that's how it went black.
0: That boy disrespectful.
1: Hey. <laughs> yeah. That, put him on the shelf <laughs> for months. Look, yeah. you you put look, they put hard times in this country and they put the Velveteen Dream on the shelf
0: so so that was one of two things that got to me on Twitter off of this the other was Kushida being
1: literally thrown in the trash um oh, yeah so um this is one of the segments when they were looking for Chompa and they see Kushida backstage and they were like where is "Where where is Champa?" didn't answer him because like he doesn't speak that good of English I guess I don't know or he didn't fuck he don't fuck with them off the energy because they're assholes so Cole pushes Kushida. Kushida immediately pushes him back. They jump him and then they throw him through a table that apparently was on top of a trash can. So <laughs> as so he goes through the table, the trash table, trash can set up, and then Bronson reads there, and they're like, yo, 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 we don't have a problem, big fella. We don't know a problem, big fella. And he's making a mean face like he almost like the uh remember the the Mick Foley Ryback CM Punk spot, uh, shot. Yeah, it yeah. was like that. Like they they just whooped this dude, but they shook the person that's all that's on the camera on the other side. So all of a sudden, like they're like, we want no problems, we want no problems. All of a sudden, Roddy comes through with that jumping knee and just bow. <laughs> they, laid, they laid his ass out too. It was incredible. Like Roddy's the best. He just came through. Like, nah, yeah. bro, we don't want no problem, no problem. Bow. Awesome. So. Uh, All
0: Japanese wrestlers, beware.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there's also that. Uh,
0: (sighs) They will throw your dumb ass in the trash.
1: (laughs) Remember when Kashida showed up with his
0: entrance and
1: doing this long ass shit? All that shit's over now. (laughs) It's a wrap. And the only thing that man did was get hurt while having a four and a quarter star match. That's the only thing he did was you got hurt while having one of the best matches of the year in this company. Go figure. So... Do you ever see that Walter match? Mm -mm. Oh, that match was so goddamn good. Yeah, uh, so... Other stuff that's on that, uh... Oh, there was also a Gargano and Finn Balor interview when they did the face-to-face thing. Um... It was basically, like, this via satellite deal. Um... And they're basically arguing back and forth. And then Johnny is just, uh... Basically... Balor is basically saying, like, look, man, um... I came back. You're the faces of what NXT has turned into since I left, and I despise what it's turned into. Y'all are all soft geeks. And I'm well, going to make an example out of all of y'all. So he says, "Am I?" so then Johnny's like, I'm sorry, am I talking to uh, a new improved Finn Balor? Am I speak, speaking to main and Ross Finn Balor? Because if I'm speaking to, new, to May main Ross Finn Balor, then his ass is done before he even starts. Because... If you out here, you know, if you bring out the dude is out here losing to Bobby Lashley 17 weeks in a row, then you done before you, by the time you even uh, set foot in Portland. Uh, so then you see like.
0: Johnny Gargano out. talking about how many times somebody lost on a roll. That is mighty rich.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so the thing is about how uh, Cole, or not Cole, but uh, Baller sells this is like he, you can see him blow his stack. You can see him get furious when he said this. And it's like, oh, so Finn Balor emotes on NXT. On the main roster, he does not emote.
0: He just smiles. Well he, has, smile. well, he has the jacket, kind of like Tamina. You <laughs> know, emote through the jacket.
1: <laughs> yeah, so um, basically, uh, battle was like, you know, it took you months. Like, you haven't even been cleared yet. And that's because of me. So imagine what happens when I get my hands to you for real. Like that you know, that's the stuff he was saying, but I'm gonna fuck you up. Um so like that thought that was really good. Uh you also have Charlotte making her return to full sail to answer whether or not she's going to accept Rhea's challenge for her for Rhea's belt that Rhea offered to the World Rumble winner. Whatever. Um <laughs> sounds
0: like some more convoluted Charlotte nonsense yeah. that that happens every WrestleMania season when yeah. she ain't really over
1: like that. Yeah, go figure. Uh so
0: But promises were made, James. You know, promises were made. Yeah. So you know
1: <laughs> I just thought of that stupid D- Demi Lovato song, whatever group that was. Promise me no promises. Whatever. Uh so th- they say the whole show, like half the show, are probably I think she probably came out around like maybe I don't know, like nine, somewhere after nine she showed up. But they were like, she's in, she's in route to full cell, She's in route to full cell, right? And then like all of a sudden,
0: trying to milk it.
1: Yes, you're all right, right? We all milking this so, shit, so bro. All of a sudden, um, Bianca comes out, um, the full cell. Uh, and as it's time for her, her, as she's walking out, they go to her to break and come back, and then you see Charlotte pulling up with a chauffeur, which is like, if she's in route, then how come she's not in whatever, like, rental she, oh, never mind. So, <laughs> she had to rent with her own, out her own fucking pocket to get to full sale. Anyway, uh, they do that, Bianca starts talking, Charlotte interrupts with her music, comes in, and they basically have a, a standoff, and they talk, and they trade barbs, Then all of a sudden, uh, but it didn't last long because Rhea cuts her off to where her music comes out. And then you have side-by-side. On the left side, you have Charlotte. On the right side, you have Rhea. In the middle, you have Bianca. And Rhea, I'm sorry, Bianca says, like, steps in front to symbolically mean, like, don't even think about her before you get to me, cause I, you ain't getting past me, motherfucker. So as she's facing up with uh, Ria, Charlotte puts her wraps her hand around Bianca's face and kind of sh- shooes her away. And the I'm going to use a, a quote unquote SAT word. Bianca was apoplectic. She could not fucking believe that this bitch <laughs> had the audacity <laughs> to put <laughs> to put her hand. In her airspace, she stay dude, over there and the, fix your brand. Oh my god that that was the that was the part that she's like, that's probably she's like I can't believe this. And then it was it was Ria and Charlotte talk for a little bit, and then Bianca got her bearings. Like she thought of all the way she was going to cuss Charlotte out and compose herself to figure out how to form all the cuss words into a complete you know thought. And then she cut her off and said, how dare you? And then Charlotte said that line about, no, uh, uh, go fix your braid. The crowd popped, because they knew they were, t- oh, you want to talk about black woman's hair? ooh whoa <laughs> you finna get your ass stomped out or you're about to be some fist cuffs so all of a sudden re was like whoa 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 whoa. <laughs> whoa whoa whoa, you do not come here and disrespect us uh at our place we don't come to your place and, and fuck with you and you know you used to you used to work here there was always the same so then you see her make eye contact with bianca It's like, we are NXT. And then when she said that shit, in my mind, I literally yelled, or not in my mind, I literally yelled out, let's jump her. They jumped jumped her ass and stomped the shit out of her. And then they both picked her up and let the double electric chair and dropped her on her her face. I was like, yes. (laughs) Charlotte's so good at taking a beating. I don't know why she is, but she really is. I remember last year on them or two years ago on them beans that she took from Becky, she's really I good mean, at taking a beating. It, I don't know why, but it, it she really just is. have
0: they just have her get whooped forever. Like at this point, like oh, but you had to really, lose.
1: It was great. Uh so earlier in the show, I think the first match you had Dijack versus Killian Dane. Uh basically Ooh. basically what they've done is ever okay, so Dijack was in men's war games. They won. So I believe he's won every match he's been in since then. But more specifically, like he won on the Christmas Day show against uh Bronson Reed. He beat Damian Priest last week, and he beat Killian Dane right here. So he's won three in a row, so he's an one contender for uh North American title. Um so after he beat uh Killian Dane in a match that was okay.
0: Of course it was. <clears throat> killing. yes
1: killing your name. um they go out there or Kidley comes out meets him up on, on the ramp and says congratulations the, off mic there's no mic you just you we can hear him because the mics the camera mic is that close he says congratulations you earned your brother american title shot I'll see you at Portland and they shake hands uh so
0: <laughs> we don't we're gonna finally see who wins
1: yes or, or are
0: they gonna like
1: so this let me see this would be they're so one they- one they're one one and two they're one one and two
0: so I'd like them to, to do something like, I know they have their match that they do. Mm-hmm. I'd like them to shock us and like, what if they give us like a strong style match and just beat the shit out of each other? Like, <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, the thing for me is like their first match, their first match had plenty of them like chopping the shit or chopping the shit each other and striking the shit each other. It's just, you get lost in the, you know, at the end, when they start getting, you know, high spots, like I get what you're saying, like incorporate more of that into your match. I get what you're saying, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, they're they're out here doing fucking, you know, second row uh, reverse runs I think they can chop each other. So, so yeah, I think I think that can happen too. Um, you know, they're gonna, you know, or at least we think anyway. Like they're gonna want them to do more oh, than just all yeah, the yeah. high spots in the world. So I think that would fill that out nicely. Yeah, that would be a good uh, addition to their match. Um. so Garza and Swerve had a really good match it was short but it was really good it was based around uh, his pants but aside from the goofiness of that uh, they were having a really good match like if they got that goofiness shit out there like they go out there and tear the house down
0: we um, need Angel Garza and, and Tai Chi to link up
1: oh my god Um, Mercedes pants. go ahead
0: pants ripples Pass rippers.
1: <laughs> pants rippers. She's stupid. Okay, so Mercedes and Casey had a... Uh, Mercedes Martinez and Casey Catanzaro um, had a match. And it was basically um, this bigger veteran just pounds this small gymnast. That's funny.
0: But if... You know, can you think of a more perfect person for Casey Catanzaro to wrestle than Mercedes Martinez Like for her level of experience? and
1: Good point. Good point. Good point. But one thing in particular I want to bring up, because this 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 was a thing of beauty. She's throwing her around. Mercedes is throwing her around at one point. And then she goes for a pop-up powerbomb. So she pops her up, and she goes to powerbomb her. And Casey turns it into a West Coast pop. I almost decided to jump out of my seat. This shit was awesome. It was a thing of beauty. It was for a near fall. After that, Mercedes basically gets her outside to the floor and just basically throws her uh, from barricade to uh, ring po or, or sorry, uh, ringside apron back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, gets her back in the ring, and it hits her uh, fisherman suplex for the win. Short, simple match, made made her made her look like a tough veteran that knows what the fuck she's doing, made Casey look like just a lovable baby face underdog storytelling uh in the right person one um so that's pretty much all we have for uh i had on nxt from this week so um you you brought up tainara wants out right
0: yeah i think she like either walked out of nxt or some type of report some type of financial dispute or something Mm um i don't know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> she got on tv a couple times but i mean it's it's fucking crowded there so yeah. like
1: she's on tv like once a month and
0: she probably is look is looking like i can probably make more money outside of wrestling than i can
1: like inside
0: of wrestling b- doing what i'm doing and she's a pc so she probably wasn't on some type of you know big contract or anything mm-hmm. and she doesn't have like an outside name, so she could probably go like the ig fitness route like you know something and and being like an influencer and get checks off of that, so yeah, that's my guess.
1: Yeah. Um. One thing I wanted to bring up on on uh, as the look. Oh, definitely has to look. Um. Uh. So yeah. So I remember. Oh, this is this is topic want to bring up. So, the takeout card, the take over card for Portland projected anyway. Uh, from top to bottom, if I can my head, I think it's, it's seven matches. So I'm gonna fingers out. So, uh, NXT title match, Gargano versus Ciampa. Um, huh. I'm sorry, uh, Cole versus Ciampa. Sorry, okay. sorry. Um, grudge match, Finn Balor versus um Johnny Gargano. Women's match, Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair. North American title match: Keith Lee versus Dijak. Tag match: Dunn Riddle versus Undisputed Era. Velveteen Dream in a return grudge match versus Righty Strong, and Tegan Knox versus Dakota Kai. That's seven matches. Are they putting too many matches on the ta- on takeover card? Like these are projected. We we pretty much know that like at least five, or, or we know they're going at least six deep. But there is a seventh match now that they have Velveteen in 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 uh, Roddy. Yeah, it's They, seven they many- don't have the
0: and, and they don't have the taped uh, element like to where to tape it to show Correct. it before. I mean, I don't think it's too many. Like, and, uh, unless you want the main event to like go thirty minutes or thirty five minutes, we do, we do not need that, that. but. What promotion is this? That's what they do. This is who they are, like you know they they always have thirty minute main events, so they just gotta find some time somewhere like I'm, I think there's a way to do it.
1: Someone gotta get cut somewhere, <laughs> yeah, you would think so, you would think so um, okay, so no, you
0: think sean you look you think Shawn Michaels is about to tell them, yeah, go short <laughs> the the promotion
1: of triple h oh, no no problem going going long out here. You have a point. Points were made. Um, it's just, you know, I, I, I just don't want to take over to, to go into a four hour, a four hour thing. Like, if you want to go three hours, you got more than a talent to go three hours, so that's fine. But like, don't go past that. Like, the sweet spot is always at two and a half. So we'll see. Like, maybe, maybe it really is three hours in. You know, one of these matches a pre show match. Maybe we'll see. Um, yeah, so you had thoughts on New Beginning. I did not watch New Beginning, but, like, there was nothing that was particularly, uh, so so, uh, sacred that, like, I had to, you know, not hear this, so like, what are your thoughts?
0: Okay, I'm gonna start with the things that I liked, because I don't wanna lead, I'm I'm gonna lead with love, you know, as they say, so, um, Dragon Lee, Horomu Takahashi, motherfucking banger. Okay. um, These guys open the match with this crazy immediately run at each other sequence where they just hit a bunch of moves and all of a sudden they're both laid out like and then they get back up and then they start exchanging chops. I swear to God each of them hit, like, 85 chops <laughs> on the other. I'm I'm not exaggerating the number at all. They're chopping for minutes upon minutes upon minutes at a time, and then, like, you would think they're done, and then it leads to another chop, and then another chop, and another chop, and it's just, like, crazy. And then, like, that's, like, the big strong style part. Then they do, like, all the, you know, craziness, like, high-risk stuff that Dragon Lee does, and then it, you know, turns into Hiromu, trying to put him away, and... This was fucking excellent. Um, I went 4.75 on it. Um, and it was just like, yeah, man, this is a legendary wrestling rivalry. Like, yep, in multiple countries, this is this is like, you know, I, I, I love this match. I was popping left and right. Um, they they teased doing the um the Phoenix Plex that broke oh, Roman's neck like several times in the match. It was like you know it was just like a very special match. Uh, definitely put that in my uh, spreadsheet. John Moxley and Minoru Suzuki loved it. Um, I think they fought out they fought outside the ring a lot. They they were doing like a lot of like chair shots and some of the stuff like was you know some they were doing a lot of tricks. But when it came to it, they were in there to fight each other. And they fought each other, clubbing each other with forearms and, like, lots of really good wrestling in there, too. I went four and a half on that one. And um, I didn't, you know, Suzuki, I don't want to say he's limited sometimes in what he can do, but, you know, what you're going to get with Suzuki. So Mm -hmm. I think this was, like, the best of, uh, of Suzuki. And Moxley and these guys clearly, like, have lots of respect for each other and, you know, wanted to both do this match. Uh, a lot, so just the presentation of it was dope. mossley came out and the crowd and then walked up the ramp after and then um, he told Suzuki to come meet him. Suzuki like <laughs> grabs two chairs and walks up and he's fucking smiling and laughing like, hell yeah, let's go. Let's run out. I'm a fucking psycho. And he hands <laughs> Ma- Moxley the chair and then they begin the match by swinging chairs at each other. It was, it was yes. just fucking great.
1: <laughs> okay, so I can't remember which Sapporo show it was, but <clears throat> during one of the tags, they are both tags. They basically just spend almost like 80% of the match like fighting each other outside the ring. And like, you're almost like, fuck, this match is happening inside the ring. I want to see them try to kill each other. Uh, so there was a point during one of these tags where... They were literally way away from like the the ringside area, like they're out by like the text stuff, Jesus. and they're basically doing jousting in in like uh was it fencing with like the plastic barricades, and like there was like there was like basically trying to stab each other with plastic barricades. Rich, like they're fucking insane. Like
0: yeah, I, I <laughs> think they did it. they did a little bit of that.
1: Okay, I can't wait to watch that match. I can't wait yeah. to watch it. But the main event, Tetsuya whoa, 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 whoa. Naito. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Do do you want to do J. White and Sonata Sonata first?
0: I mean, J.Y. White and Sonata was just kind of there. Like okay. it was okay. like okay, it was worked okay. They messed a couple things up, but of course they had a lot of fucking Gato fuckery and J. White shenanigans mm. and um, three and a quarter. Like I don't <laughs> like just like but the thing is you know why it didn't bother me as much james because it's not in the semi main event or main event it was fourth from the top so i can deal with it then so when jy fucks off and does all that it's lower on the card where it's supposed to be so i could deal with it there but we got Kenta versus Tetsuya Naito, who I had to, you know, just I had to listen to how much of a success this was. That they sold out Osaka Joe Hall, and this is just such proof of this is going to be awesome and this is great. And then the match happened, and it was mm-hmm. fucking nothing. It was Kenta doing nothing but kicking this man for thirty minutes. It was Kenta not starting the match like when the bell rings, nothing but stalling literally a five-minute call happened before these two ever touched each other. Are you serious? Yes, it was ridiculous. It was just rolling in and out the ring, doing nothing. Naito not being really impressive at all either. He's not a good enough wrestler to be occupying both belts. Both belts are tied up. And we're having 35-minute matches that some people are giving three and a half stars to. Like, this is not the IWGP championship. This is not... Kazushi Okada. This is not Kenny Omega. This is not Hiroshi Tanahashi. This is the new reality. This is the guy <laughs> that they all wanted to win and just went so crazy. New Japan just couldn't move forward and so this guy just got his 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 fucking um coronation and everyone just needed this so bad and then what do we have now? We have these dusty ass matches to account for it. And what's going to happen is he's going to keep moving forward and he's going to keep Underwhelming, like normal. He's going to be who he has been, who I've been trying to tell you who who he is for months now on this show. And then you guys are gonna have to ask yourselves some really hard questions if you're out here rooting for Tessu and NISO and capping like this. Like, Kenta, don't ever want to see him near a main event for the belt again. If this is how you're gonna wrestle, I'm straight. Like don't you think that's take weird? Take that because, shit on.
1: Well, don't you think that's weird because like in the G one, he was in main events and his main events were good as fuck.
0: I don't know what it is. They went thirty five minutes and it was just like, okay, they got they they got some fortunate juice too here, which yeah. helped them out a little bit. To they toward,
1: juiced and they st- they had fortunate juice and they still couldn't get the four.
0: I wouldn't have given it four stars. Oof. No, Josh gave it three and a half. Oof. Yeah. So, I'm sure he's going to go into it more on keeping it strong style, what, what he didn't like. But, um, I was watching it and just like, I was like, well, this, this, whatever, this, you know, this, this is what they want. And then, you know, the NITO stands are going to, they're going to try to tell you it was great, but it's a trap. Don't listen. Watch the match for yourself or not, because it is a 35 minute commitment to something not that great. So, um, yeah, double champion, both belts tied up in this guy. <sighs> I can't wait for Tanahashi to beat him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't think Tanahashi's gonna beat him, but.
0: <sighs> well, figure something out. Shit, hit him with the Rainmaker. I, I don't give a fuck what you do. Like, <laughs> you give, get, look, wait, look, wait, look, wait, give, wait, wait. give Hiromu the, give Hiromu the belt. They're they're having the match next month. Like, you have Hiromu beat, beat him and take the belts off of him. You know he's not he's not gonna do nothing but go ahead and out wrestle that man anyway. So. So he, so Tetsuya Naito gets to be the latest guy to um, wrestle, uh, out wrestle Naito and lose to him. So this is gonna be, this is gonna be real, real. All. Join the club, Naito, the, the Kodo Ibushi club, the Kazuchika Okada club.
1: And meanwhile, yeah, and meanwhile, as a pearl. You have Okada having like four and a quarter, four and a half star match with, with Taichi. mm Things that makes you go, mm. all right. I think that's it for New Japan, right? Um,
0: yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, oh, well, Zack Sabre Jr. is gonna be uh, John Mosley's next challenger. Oh, be, he choked him out after the match.
1: Mm. I like how oh, I like how you beat up you know leader of the clique. So I'm I'm gonna go fight him.
0: Yeah, um, should be pretty interesting because they pushed it as like the British champion confronting the United States champion, mm. choked him out after the match, and um you know, Sab- Saber's like earned um like another kind of upward run because he did a lot of jobs towards the end of last year and he's been quietly putting momentum together.
1: Okay. I mean it also helps that he beat Sabre not Saber, but uh beat Osprey uh in Sapporo. Yep. Yeah. Um they have a they have a rematch in in England soon, don't they? Yes. What do you think is gonna happen?
0: I think uh Zack Sabre keeps the belt.
1: Mm. Okay. All right. Um anything else going forward as far as like next like what's on the horizon in New Japan?
0: So anniversary shows anniversary right, shows up next, so nights uh nights Yep. Um I think uh Jay White got a win, so I don't know where he's headed. Like they pushed it as, you know, momentum going in the New Japan Cup. Looks like Tanahashi and Ibushi are gunning for G O D the tag belts. So, uh, did Abuchi show on up on it. the show? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he looks to be um, you know, healed from uh illness he had. Man- Manabu Nakanishi, uh, he's winding his career down. Boy. And not a second too soon because uh, it's time, you know, it's time 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 to go, player. Like you know, Luke, when Luke Gallows looks at you and, and you know starts to feel spry, boy.
1: Yeah, it's about that time. It's about that time. All right. Um, only thing left is stardom now. Oh, so I guess
0: what we got to do? Hit the music. <laughs>
1: Okay, so the February 8th, Currican Hall. All of the matches are up in one weekend. It's amazing. I would have to wait till Thursday to get it. All well, of it. Look awesome. at that. Yes. Look at that. Bushiro coming through. I appreciate you. Appreciate you, bro. Gave me
0: less days to send James fake spoilers. Oh, my
1: God. All along to, you know, to mass the fact that you sent me real ones and fucked it up. Like, <laughs> okay, so uh, I'm just gonna run through the uh, the undercard stuff real quick. Uh, Isuki Hoshino got her uh, first victory over Leo Onozaki. Um, for me, this was really cool because they did a 15 minute documentary on their Stardom um, account about her back then, uh, or back when she redebuted. debuted Like she was someone that was training with Big Saya at the time. Big Saya debuted months before she did and like you can see you know she didn't pass her protest but um big Saya did and you can see like while she's doing like the ring duty as she's as a big Saya like makes her debut like how sad she is like she's like it's bittersweet like she's happy for a friend but she didn't get it she didn't she didn't pass it and like months later she passes and she has a singles match, her first match against Jungle, and you see her backstage, she's a nervous wreck, she's crying in tears, she has the match with Jungle, Jungle clothesline's her fucking head off, and <laughs> and then, uh, for the business. And then yeah, and then, like, it's crying, because she's so happy she got her first match on her belt, uh, and then, like, Jungle, like, you know, Souls or whatever else, and you just, like, you know, you, you, for me watching, it, it was like, this makes this is what makes people like draw to other people like to see like the stuff they go through like they're actual humans and they have dreams and they aspire for them you see them like ache for certain things so wait it's like you get behind them so she debuted in I think uh, October November ish uh, she got her first singles match so I was I really happy for her um, or she won her first singles match so I'm really happy for her. Uh, after that they had a five tag team gauntlet match it was a match started with a uh, Kid and Tam versus uh, the uh, the Hannon twins, uh, they're, they get the heat on Tam really quick. Uh, then Tam over overpowers those up uh, preteens, and then they tag in, tag in Starlight kid kid overpowers the preteens. Tam
0: McConnel like, literally fighting kids out here, yeah, grown woman fighting yeah. fighting you know yes. teenagers,
1: yes, twelve year olds who are taller than her. So then uh, Starlight ends up hitting the twisting frog splash for the win. Then, uh, Saya on Saya, they're a team. Uh, little Saya has new gear, she looks like a shiny Seattle supersonic. Like, <laughs> like, bro, her next gear may as well be a sequin, uh, Gary Payton jersey. So, Damn. uh, one thing, S- they keep adding you-, you know that they're pushing uh, Big Saya for success because obviously they, she's a, she's clearly a young girl, but they have have her doing like flashy stuff like, so they added to the repertoire. Now they have her doing that standing back tuck, uh, Pele kick thing that Ibushi does. They have her doing that now. Mm. Um, so, uh, Saya ends up, uh, winning with a running shooting star press. Um, so then outcome Jamie and Zoe, Jamie just comes out and just beats the shit out of Saya. So ends up like folding her in half with a, uh, running clothesline, running Lariat. And then it ends up hitting her with, uh, the Ugi uh, Ushigurochi that like damn near takes her head off. Uh, then out come uh, Leia and Have you seen Leia Hirsch, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Leia and Yamasan were short. Two. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so then, um, Jamie and Dust run up on the mid entrance in the hallway. Like all four of them brawl the way back to the ring. Uh, Zoe gets Sai in a full Nelson. Jamie goes f- for a lariat. Uh, Yamasan slips out. Jamie ends up Jamie ends up hitting Zoe. Yamasan gets Jamie out the ring. Uh, Leia and uh Yamasan double V-triggered uh, Dust, and then Leia hits her triangle moonsault for the win. Not one team won more than one fall. Basically, you win, you lose. You win, you lose. You win, you lose. You win. Luck of the draw. Yeah. So, uh, then you have the number one contenders match for the artist trios titles uh, between... Natsuko, Saki, and uh, Natsu Oyotai versus TCS's big three of Hannah Jungle, and Konami. Pre-match, during the pre-match promo, uh, actually, take it back further. Kagetsu's last match in stardom, Jungle pins Kagetsu, and then asks Mayu for a title shot um, because she has never had a singles match with Mayu. Mayu says, "Well, I can't give you a title shot because next Corkin Hall is already booked with Serei. But if I retain the title, ask for the title shot, or ask for ask for a title shot later." Um, so they do the pre match promo, and like Jungle is like grabbing her head and her hair, and is muttering Iwatani Mayu, Iwatani Mayu. Like she's 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 obsessed now. So there's that. And also Hannah is like in the background, like laughing hysterically at the thought of. Saki Kashima beating her. She's, you know, like, you know, you have no Hazuki, you have no uh, Kagetsu, Oedo Tai a bunch of geeks. So, get into the match, and Oedotai's music hits, and then the next thing you know, it breaks down into something else. And the best way I can explain it is imagine if late 2000s Polo to Dawn remixed Oedotai's theme. That shit is jamming. Um, I don't know who <laughs> did this beat, but that shit is jamming. Um, <laughs> like, where did you find this? Uh, yeah, so, basically, long story short, short match, not really good, was actually flat out bad until they got Hannah and Natsu out of there, and then they let the adults do the work, and then the match got good at the very end. Um, Konami and Saki were in at the end. Looks like uh Konami's about to put her away with uh, with, uh, with her submission. Gets out of the way. They both get back to their feet. Catches her charging. Hit Puts her in her uh, revival uh, crucifix pin and pins her. So, like, Oedotai got themselves a win. I guess it's to propel um, Saki because she seems like she's the leader of Oedotai. Um, I think she needs some help or they huh. need to like, just let B or Jamie be the, the leader. But we'll see. Um. Uh B B's a leader. Gotta be. It's I'm. I'm telling you, it don't seem like it. It don't seem like it, Rich. It, it, I I would agree she should be, but it don't seem like it. Um, maybe that's because of, like it's just a language barrier. I don't know, but like even in um, we'll see more when they have more interactions as a team. Because right now it seems like it's kind of like the two Gaijins are to themselves and tag matches and getting singles belt matches and then like you have just them. <laughs> it's like it's like oh yeah, the natives. They just keep like without giving so, them much so of is, anything.
0: So, so is the Bullet Club and uh Ooh. the elite.
1: Ooh. Ooh. That's a good point. That's, good. that's a really good point. Um <laughs> that's really that's a really good that's a really good point. Uh yeah that I mean yeah, I think we- that's a that's something they can uh well it's only just. It's only just Jamie and B. So like, if there were more, then maybe it would be. It would stick out more. But mm-hmm. uh, we'll see in the future. Um, mm-hmm. We'll see how that plays out in in you know the months and maybe even years to come.
0: use the V trigger.
1: Oh yes, they definitely use the V trigger in their match. Jesus Christ! So, next match is the Artists of Stardom trios belts match. That's queen's quest momo tommy and azumi versus julia i don't know if it's shuri or suri or uh not suri but uh if it's shuri or suri i don't know um in um micah okay so
0: this was awesome
1: yeah it was uh i wrote down a bunch of notes but i'm not going go through all the notes i'm just going to basically keep it really basic um they basically paired off all three of them. So it's basically Utami versus um Micah and they do they basically do judo, Chain, and Matt wrestling. Then you have a then you have Momo and Shuri and it's basically just a kicking contest.
0: <laughs> and then that was my favorite that that was my favorite pairing right there.
1: <laughs> and then uh then you have Azumi and Julia and like Azumi is getting Julia to do high speed spots, so that's that's kinda cool. So um julia ends up after you go through those three uh things you end up getting julia like getting advantage over the 17 year old and then it breaks down to a six-way brawl outside they end up getting back into the ring um and then like there's this spot in the match where like siri just takes out mayu tommy and azumi all by herself with kicks knee lifts backstabbers and that hikaru Shida big knee um micah and utami get back in the ring together mikey uh, Micah uh picks the arm and uh takes Utami down with a uh a left a left arm Fujiwara armbar. Utami rolls through. Uh Micah transitions into a cross armbar. Utami fights to the ropes. They trade forearms, Utami uses her right forearm to, to throw the strikes. The good, healthy one. Until Mika until Micah ducks under and hits a rock bottom. Not a Urinage, yes. a rock bottom. Uh then ragdolls utami around with four judo throws and like the last one which is brutal for a near fall um micah then hits the ropes utami hits her own judo throw because uh, and because she's getting being in her ass kicked she immediately lifts her up and and uh slaps on her torture rack uh finish for the uh to try to get the win so as soon as that happens zumi and mom will fly across uh, and clear uh donna del mondo off the floor that's the name of uh their faction um, I think it's I think it's Italian for "Woman of the World." She ends up grabbing the left arm and turns it into like a into like a Kimura, and then transition to a rolling uh, cross arm breaker. Utami still has her, her, her traps her or puts her hands together, so she can't uh, put her in a submission. Micah turns it into a uh, triangle, and then Utami just lifts her, powers up so slowly, and like it was a great looking triangle, like it was a shoot lifts her up so slow and then power bombs her. It was awesome. Yeah. So, uh then basically by the end of the match you end up getting the only two people in the, they both crawl to their uh corners. It's Azumi and Julia, Azumi and Julia have a great exchange. Better than one I just explained. Um and you th- and the crowd like goes from like really wanting Azumi to win to dying to see Azumi win. Like there's a spot where Azumi ends up getting a uh a total uh Fujiwara armbar. Uh, Julia fights to the ropes, Azumi turns into a disarmor, bends all the way so far back that her head touches the mat and then like it looks excruciating, and then like Julia basically just flips her body and like puts her foot on the rope, and by the end, like they basically triple team her and murder her uh with like a gourd buster into a double knee lift and and uh then she hits her uh tombstone pile driver and wins. It was it was an awesome match. Awesome uh,
0: match for sure. Four and a quarter. Um,
1: yeah, that's what I'm thinking too.
0: And it was just like, as you mentioned, like with all the pair-offs, the one that I definitely want to see more of, it was like Sh- Shuri and Momo Watanabe. Yeah. They kicked the holy hell out of each other. And they were like offering up like the, yes, sir, may I have another type. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to give you the open shot, but be prepared because I'm taking my open shot
1: next. And uh, I, thought, I thought Shuri was the star of the match. I, I thought so too. I think everybody had pretty good moments, but um, just just to continue. Hey, hey
0: you, you you see you see uh, Zumi uh went to the uh, she yeah. she got an
1: extension game going. Yeah, I saw that. Hit, hit up Nikki Bella. Yeah. Um, I also saw the like who Tommy was getting got her hair curled up too. was like uh, they're they're really trying. They're really trying. Um, but uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. It, it reminded
0: me of one of the like matches we're seeing with Kenny and Hangman on Dynamite like just lots of big moves and like people pairing off and um yeah highly recommended
1: yeah um so i just thought about this eight months ago at the beginning of may right queen's quest had six titles they had the red belt would be momo had the white belt momo and tommy had the tag belts Utami had the SWA belt, where that belt were like you can only defend against people that aren't from the country you that you belong to or from. Uh, Utami had the futures belt, and Utami had the Pro Wrestling Eve International belt. Now, today on <laughs> February tenth, they have one belt: Utami's future belt.
0: And uh, how long she get to have that?
1: She's had it for over a year.
0: You know what I'm saying like she ain't gotta like get rid of it like there ain't a time limit on it
1: so. um I believe the rules are either you have to be under a certain age or less than two years of experience so in theory mm. she has another uh she has until like August to come off that belt or, or relinquish it figure it out <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I like her just like hand it to a Zoomie or something like that I don't know it's- uh Yeah, so then you have the White Bell match, Arissa and B. What are your thoughts on this match before I go through it? Because this, go ahead.
0: Loved it. Uh, Four stars. And I thought it was like, yes, big moves, uh, lots of drama, great near falls at the end, and uh, V10, Arisa Hoshiki.
1: Okay. excellence continues. So I'm glad that I'm not someone that's losing their mind because I had it at like four. Now, I'm going to read through what happened in this match. Match immediately So, so you're going to
0: pick on her for not selling it. You're gonna pick on her for not sewing the leg.
1: Gotcha. This is the worst she's ever done on this one. Look, first five this is the first five minutes of the match. B works over Arissa's right knee for a while. Arissa jumps up and blows off the leg worth with running, jumping, landing, and kicking in record time, even for her, including running on the floor to the apron, to the second rope, and triple jumping uh for a 1399 kick outside on the floor. Arissa gets right back into her feet hey. and shakes off her right knee. That's the first four minutes hey. of the match.
0: That's that's her strength. People better better start trying to find a new way.
1: <laughs> find a new way. She it obviously don't work. Is <laughs> pulling people out of the match by killing the suspension of disbelief. If you get your leg worked over, don't fucking run and kick immediately. She literally jumped up after getting her leg worked over and started running and kicking. Continuing on. So uh B hits an incredible V trigger that turns the match around. Uh, B hits a swinging net breaker slash crossroads looking move that damn near dents the mat with Arissa's head. Uh, Arissa rolls out of a suplex attempt and head kicks uh, a seated B twice. Arissa jumps to the top rope and hits another thirteen ninety nine uh, kick and immediately take uh, makes a cover. B kicks it too and then Arissa grabs her bad right knee. Arissa goes for an os cutter but B meets her on the second rope and hits a. Uh, Second rope German suplex, uh, B hits a running knee to the back of the head, and then slaps on an inverted four, uh, figure four, and then ankle locks the healthy left leg. They're fucking up the plot. So Arissa gets on the bottom rope. Uh, Arissa gets to the bottom rope after a lengthy battle. For uh, oh, I'm sorry, we got to start one more time. Arissa eventually gets the bottom rope after a lengthy battle uh, where she screamed like blurted murder, like she didn't just. Like, we didn't just watch her no sell earlier methodical knee work for 99% of the match, or that B doesn't even have the hold on the right fucking leg. Anyway, uh, Arisa goes for a triangle drop, or her triangle missile drop kick off the top rope. Arisa sprints, jumps to the second rope, grabs B, and gives her a face buster on the mat. Arisa stops wrestling and smiles at the crowd, then gives B a Kamagoya with the bad right knee. Uh, for some context, B turned on Queen's Quest for to leave to Oedota by giving Momo a, a Kamigoye at last Cork and Hall show. Mm-hmm. Awesome. For context, Arisa's in stars. So, <laughs> so Arisa goes for a running V trigger. B dodges and hits her own for a double down. They trade for him, So they're both up on their feet. Uh, B super kicks Arisa's healthy left knee out from underneath her. And then super kicks her in the face. Um, B hits a bridging suplex for two. BV triggers Arissa's head into the uh, ring corner padding. Uh, B lifts up Arissa to the second ropes for a uh, Japanese Ocean Cyclone suplex. Arissa fights. B ends up hitting her with a cheeky Nandos and then gets her in position for the Japanese Ocean Cyclone suplex. Arissa turns into a victory roll that nobody buys as a finish. Uh, I popped. <laughs> I'm glad you popped, but the crowd didn't. Uh, B blocks a head kick and then uh, hits a V trigger. B goes for a Kamagoye. Uh, Arisa trap blocks it, uh, and it, which I thought was really cool, and then turns it to a V-trigger. B fires up. Arisa V-triggers a fire right out of her for a knee fall. <laughs> uh, she hits an ugly-looking os cutter. Uh, she hits a Brazilian kick and then hits a final V-trigger for the win, 3.75 to 4. I don't know why she keeps doing this dumb shit to begin her matches. Like, just don't do the dumb shit. Even though it looks like dumb shit and it pulls you out of the match, why? and you know what you're going to do at the end in your match is going to be a bunch of running and jumping because you have a gigantic glaring hole in your game when it comes to not being able to grapple, then why even let someone say, why you even have a match layout of, I'm going to get my leg worked over at any point? Don't do it. Just don't do the shit. It's so fucking annoying to me. You're like The match started, and like, it looked like Arisa was about to get, or that B was going to work over her back. And I was like, okay, tell that story. You can run with a bad back. You can't run with a fucking shot knee. In all her matches is, oh, I have a shot knee. It's like, stop. <laughs> Why hasn't someone told you to stop doing this? This is worse than Seth Rollins. A lot worse than Seth Rollins.
0: No, Seth Rollins is selling leg injuries from years ago. <laughs> <laughs> this is just someone kicking your knee during a match.
1: This this was not getting her knee kicked. She put it in a knee crank. She put it in a reverse figure four. She did all the Bret Hart Sean or not Bret Hart, Bret Hart, Vince, or not Vince. Bret Hart, Ric Flair, knee work over, knee crank, drop dropping onto your knee throughout the whole first five minutes in the match. And then she just got up immediately and started running and jumping and kicking. Yeah. It's nonsense. I, Don't I, do it.
0: Doesn't bother me.
1: I'm glad it doesn't bother you. <laughs> you get to enjoy these matches while I'm sitting there like, this shit's so fucking fake looking. Alright, uh the red belt match. This match was fucking incredible. Um Okay. Uh context. Um, my use now in the pro the pure uh, Illuminati with Liger and in uh, Muda and Junakiyama and Shigusa Nagayo. Um Shigusa Nagayo was the former head of uh Gaia. Gaia was basically like the big thing that kinda took over after uh all Japan women's like kind of like or actually that kind of like went bankrupt in ninety seven. Um she, uh... I'm trying to think. Was she a crush gal? I think she was a crush gal. Can't remember. Anyway, um... She started up Gaia. Um, she went to retire in 05. And then, uh, she kind of got the bug again. So, a few years ago, she started up another promotion called Marvelous. Um, marvelous's ace is a woman named Takumi Aroha. Takumi Aroha is fucking incredible. Uh, anyway... You end up getting, um... During this uh, res- Japanese wrestling Illuminati meeting, Chigusa is hanging out with Mayu. Now that Mayu's now uh, part part of La Familia, La Costra Nostra, or whatever, uh, and they they hang out at this thing. And then um, next thing you know, you you see that uh, Ch- Chigusa is at the Stardom dojo for some reason, and you Mayu like, trying
0: to trying to outsource, <laughs> you know. She's she's scared, as 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 Zach would say.
1: Yeah, real scared. So she ends up uh Chigusa ends up teaching Mayu how to do her running three power bomb. Um it, it's just a simple running power bomb. Uh like during the last uh Kagetsu match of Stardom, she gave Jungle a running uh a running razor's edge. So I'm assuming it's like Hey man, it's really hard to give someone a fucking rage the edge. I'm scrawny I'm a scrawny person, like I need to figure out how to like do this without like, you know, hurting myself or or embarrassing myself even worse. So brought her in, taught her or whatever else. And then uh next thing you know, you hear that like Sari dropped out because she has enteritis. Get well soon. <laughs> hope you feel better. Hmm. We'll see. i sure, um,
0: sure th- she does.
1: We'll see. Uh you know, there's there's um there's some talk about maybe possibly uh, Triple H said don't do it, or not Triple H, but WWE told her not to do it or whatever else, because that's, that's one of those things where it's like NXT Japan, or eventually she's going to end up in, in WWE some form or fashion. We'll see. Uh, but, in the meantime, as a last minute replacement... It's, it's funny. Dude. Huh?
0: So it's funny how, you know, if that was the case, it's funny how they don't want them losing certain matches
1: eh, uh, so, in the meantime, um, or, in their room, cause it was uh they had a main event in packed house, uh, they decide because, oh, hey, yeah, um, Shigusa Nagaya, you have a, one of the best women's wrestlers in the world, um, how about, and you know, you, she used to be in stardom, and she's friends with, uh, Mayu, or very friendly, over the years, um, you know, remember that time when you had your first Currican Hall show and we let Mayu wrestle Takumi? Uh, how about you pay us back that favor now? So, Takumi comes in, non-title match, and pre-match promo is that Takumi's like, yeah, uh, it took me years for uh, Chigusa to teach me the the running three power bomb, And, like, she taught Mayu that move in, like, a couple days after knowing her. Interesting. So... They come out, and Mayu has tape on her bad shoulder um, from the partial rotator cuff tear. And, like, the whole match is, like, Takumi just overwhelms her with just lighten- lightning strikes, kicking like she's fucking Koto <laughs> Um and just beats the shit out of Mayu. And Mayu basically... Probably gets thirty thirty percent of the match and you know, in between time she's avoiding um getting pinned and staying alive by like, you know, hitting huge big counters for near falls, like crucifix power bombs or turning running power bombs into like Hurricane Rana's uh, or West Coast Pops or you know, stuff like that. But most of the match is just Takumi just working over her shoulder and kicking the shit out of her. And there's one. There's also a spot where the German suplex. were like, look, I've seen Mayu's neck at all certain certain types of weird, funky angles. I've never seen. I thought she was actually hurt. That's how bad her neck was. Uh, was put in position. Like, it's one thing. It's really weird to see Gumby stretch further than Gumby can go. <laughs> that's, best way to, that's best way I can explain it. Um, at the end of the match, uh, she ends up. Uh, Takumi ends up hitting her with a power bomb. Lifts her up like how Matt Riddle lifts up people after a power bomb, and before she hits that knee. But instead of hitting that knee, she picks her up and hits her with a, a, a liger bomb and pins her. One, two, three, just destroys Mayu. Whoops her ass left and right, and not in this non-title match. Mayu says, "You know, uh, look, um, you just, you know, you more or less just kicked my ass. Like, you deserve a title shot. Please challenge me for the title shot. I got to prove myself. So to me, it's like, oh, it's a one in one. But." uh after this happens, Oedotai comes in. And it's only native Oedotai. It's just basically the people that were in the, the tag match, the trios tag match earlier. So it's Saki and... and Oedotai
0: senior... B team.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, so Saki comes out. Saki says, Hey, I'm still very, very interested in you. And then says... I'm not interested in you at all. <laughs> uh, and she says, I want to sing. I want to sing. like
0: some prince would say in purple rain or something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was like the most dickish thing ever. It was like, yeah, I turned to you and left you for another faction. And now aren't you mad about it? And my, like, Nope, <laughs> I don't beef down. <laughs> I don't, I don't beef down. So, uh, she says, Saki Gishima, I'm not interested. So they go to jump Mayu, Takumi basically clears the ring with Oedo Tai. Mayu gets on the mic and says, "Dan Takumi, you're so damn cool." <laughs> and then uh, because, and then she says, "Look, it's been six years since you've uh, uh, since you've been in Stardom. Do you want to close the show?" They close the show, or she closed the show with stars. Um, there's speculation and talk on Twitter that, like, you know, this year they're going to do some swapping work basically swapping work between Stardom and Marvelous or whatever else and you know um, you see what they're doing with Donna Del Mondo uh, Julia's faction where it's like basically it's kind of like it's her and the freelancers between mm-hmm. Micah and uh Siri or sorry Siri like maybe that's their faction is like the, the outsource or sorry the uh the freelancers um that you know try to help for these big shows come in for these big shows you have Marvelous coming in Takumi's fucking awesome uh oh one thing I wanted to mention during this match as she's working over her shoulder Mayu goes for one running power bomb, and she can't do it because one Takumi's bigger than her and two her shoulder's just jacked she can't do it and then like there's also a spot where she's getting her ass kicked and she goes for uh, a scorpion a scorpion death lock. can't do it because her shoulder's too jacked she doesn't have strength like this match is fucking awesome anyway Like, I think the future, I think they're going to be doing matches with, like, you know, some stardom, or some marvelous talent, and maybe some marvelous, some stardom goes, talent goes to marvelous, who knows, but, um, that can be really cool, because Takumi's awesome, and, like, that match was, I gave that shit four and three quarters, so, like, I, I think a title match makes it even hotter, eventually, there's going to be another, or we assume there's going to be another, uh, match, or there's going to be a Sari match, and then you also have Jungle, who's out here muttering Mayu's name. So it's like, <laughs> you have all these people. They all want the title. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Um, Mayu got to practice her no-selling. You know, power through. <laughs> you know, move the game forward.
1: Move the game forward. <laughs> okay, let's well, end of the show. Um, be sure to rate us on whatever app you are using. listen to this. Tell the people about the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Um, lay a I donation
0: think. down if you want yeah, to. Yeah, go, go go to the red circle page. We we appreciate our donors uh, so far, and hope to see more of y'all. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm sure. Um, uh, keeping a strong Style should be very interesting this week. Maybe make <laughs> parents on there. I'm not sure. Oh, um, you
1: wanna you do a run in, huh?
0: Yeah, I may, I may do a run in. Uh, <laughs> you wanna blow up the
1: whole shit, huh?
0: You know, like, we gonna talk about it. You know. <laughs>
1: We, look, we are not hiding from these real facts. Yes, yes, we are not hiding from Tessie United, so <laughs> inconvenient truth. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Speaking of
0: uh, speaking of the truth, uh, there was some tell the truth action going on this weekend in the XFL. Oh, really? I did not watch it, but it came across my Twitter timeline. Oh, there was man. there was some tell the truth action out there. Oh man, well head bustles. <laughs> terrible.
1: Um. Yeah, so be sure to uh, check out our friends at powerslam.tv, the infinite sponsor of this show. If you're a fan of, a, of uh, independent pro wrestling, they have over 5,000 hours of footage from all over the world. You can use the code Social to get your free month's trial. Don't forget to visit prowrestlingtees.com slash Suplex. Pick up some official Social Suplex Podcast Network merchandise. Um, also, be sure to check out the other shows on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. On Sundays, we have this show, one Nation Radio. On Tuesdays, we have Keeping It a Strong Style. On Wednesdays, we have the Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Podcast every other Wednesday we have women Washing shit on Fridays we have in the ring and on Saturdays we have all things elite thanks for listening peace, peace. later